Okay. Yeah, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And you got your ass kicked by an 80-year-old. Come on, guy. I don't know. We could become criminals. I'll just take the middle finger. And then he slapped him with his testicles. You know what? Trains are dicks. Shut up. Don't take any wooden nickels, you flower flusher. Now pass the giggle water and let's break Johnny out of here. I mean, I, I laughed there, and I just want to point out, I feel bad for laughing. Because what am I gonna, what am I gonna stand up for myself? That's the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, welcome to people time. Ah! Oh, shit. Hey, how's it going? Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm fine, how are you doing? I'm doing alright. Cool, that's cool. What's your name? That's cool, that's cool, man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, my name today is Mr. Mojo Rising. What, what's that from? It's a door song. And that's how he says it? Y- yes. Oh, it's the doors. L.A. woman! This is, yeah. Yeah, you're, the blank look on your face. I get it. Yeah, I, I, feel very, I feel isolated right now. I'm sorry. Like, I'm doing a pretty good Keith Morrison, Jim Morrison impression, and you don't care at all. I, mean, I, I don't know why I'm I here. I want to care, but I, you're right. I but don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The doors kind of suck. It's fine. Just call me Mr. Mojo. Mr. Mojo. All right, I'll remember that for the rest of the episode. Who are you? Me? It's me, Ned. Ned Ryerson. Needle Nose Ned? Huh? See, I get that reference. Uh, Ryerson. You're in insurance now, right? Bing. Yeah, you're in insurance. You got it. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) Did you see the Andy uh, guy remake of that movie? I haven't. It's not very good. Oh. Thanks for sharing. Palm Springs, I think it's called. Well, guess what? Besides me and you here, uh, we also have some guests today. Do you know who we have? Mother of God. We have Knackers in the Breeze in the house. What? Yeah, boy. Got... Yeah, boy. Yeah, so we got Ryan and Tim. And Tim's the new host over there. He's been actually a host for a little while now, but yeah. in case you uh, needed a little refresher... Ryan and Tim. Tim is not Barry. He's not, no. They're not the same person. <laughs> or am I? You've never seen us in the same room. Oh, shit, he's right. I haven't seen them in the same room. Barry got a, ground, a downgrade. <laughs> and all English people all English people look the same to me. Cause oh, yeah? Because I'm a racist, so wow. I can't, I, you know, I don't know the difference. All you whiteies. All, all you, all, all you all British crackers. people are the same. <laughs> yeah. We've all got shit teeth and bad food. Oh, my bad. It's like North Korea. We, we can choose between eight different haircuts, okay? I, I just got a haircut and everyone started as calling as, me Tim, so I just rolled a bit. As long as, as, long as you're not rocking the uh, the Boris Johnson. That's a... Oh, that's I don't even think oh, Boris Johnson is rocking a Boris Johnson. <laughs> can anyone rock that look? I think I've seen you rock it in the morning. Pretend like a cheap Muppet and he'll look like He Boris does Johnson. look like he has just <laughs> finished headbanging though, doesn't he? He's like... Oh, I've got to, uh, I've got to uh, talk to the nation now. I'm uh, coronavirus now. So yeah, we got Knackers in the Breeze. They have uh, a podcast. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. They try to gain philosophical enlightenment by answering questions that are uh, cued into them. And uh, I feel smarter every single time, whether that's because I've learned new stuff sure. or because I hear some of the questions that come in where a girl it falls in love with the stomach from her boyfriend. So <laughs> I definitely feel smarter than that person. So, so, so it's by extension you feel smarter because you're smarter than their I, listeners. I often learn too. I often learn too from from People the time hosts. listeners have heard as knackers in the breeze. You can't get rid of us. We're always on here. <laughs> yeah, constant collaborators. We're actually uh, thinking about replacing Mr. Mojo. So, 
Oh. Not to uh, put your place in jeopardy, but... I am not all that invested in any of this. <laughs> um... <laughs> God, he's so cool, isn't he? We, we usually go through a fun fact, and then we dive into our uh, episode for the day of who we're learning about. And in case you haven't noticed, and this is your first time listening, we don't go by our real names. We make, we made up our names. He's not really Mr. Mojo. That's, <laughs> tell that's him not everything. true. <laughs> just tell him. Just tell him everything. Yeah. Tell, tell him everything about us. Give us a, give him He's a, figuratively our, Mr. Mojo. Give He's us Mr. Mojo. Our, oh, okay, he goes fine. by a different name in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Bond. You know, James Bond is like a, it's like a, a, a title. It is. That's not his name in the movie. It's always different guys. Oh, <laughs> you mean different actors. Yeah, like they call a, me Bond, David Jones. <laughs> what? No, it started with Bond there. So it's going to be David Bond at least. No, okay. Well, it was David Jones. It was weird. Well then, fuck. What's our uh, what's our fun fact of the day? The fun fact ties into one of our old episodes. We did Mr. Uh, Galileo Galilei. Oh, yes, that was a fun one. I liked that one a lot. One time. Galileo. 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 It's, it's like my favorite science versus religion kind Magnifico. of story. Um, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. Come on, Ryerson. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> Come on. It's on you. Where is his life on this monstrosity. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, got, I, I, was, I was behind. I was waiting for somebody else. I thought it was. No, was I, it I wanted turn? to give you a chance. Okay. So, uh, Galileo's um, middle finger and thumb, a la a fuck you, um, the actual bones are on display at the Florence Museum of History of Science. Just those ones? Uh, they also have a tooth. Oh, Ooh. that's so you can flick it. I, yeah, maybe like, I bite my thumb at you, sir. You bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, it's sort of bizarre. I, you know, I guess Where's the rest of them? Do we know? The rest of them is dust, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. No one gives a shit about. We just wanted the middle finger. Um, yeah, because it was just like a, hey, wouldn't it be great to just be like, fuck you forever? Yeah, that's great. That's great. When I die, that's how I want to go. You can cremate all my body except for my middle finger. And just... That would be quite cool if they just got his middle finger and they just kind of like in that, uh, in that museum just turned it towards like the Catholic church or something. Just, yeah. that's what, basically he went out Ancient. doing that. But yeah, where's the Catholic church? Just a little to the east? Let's go Perfect. ahead and... Perfect. Perfect. Lined up. Okay. And fuck you. Send it to space. <laughs> fuck you world you fuck the catholic church or fuck the all of you <laughs> Both. I'm, I'm on board with this let's start a petition please send his middle finger a pope a pope helmet i mean <laughs> hey i need you to send that up into space real quick elon musk could probably be in on it he loves this kind of shit we'll just take it up fuck the earth i swear yeah. if, if you get enough retweets that guy would just do anything you ask if oh you my just god said, hey hey elon i i triple dare you to fire the catholic church into space <laughs> he'd just like pound a kilogram of fucking cocaine and just be like, let's do this yeah what whatever whatever drug he's taking to make himself look normal he'd crush up and be like yeah let's do it does he look normal he looks a little odd to me just turn around again the pope is dope man Oh I actually fuck. I fucking hate Elon Musk. He stole a joke of mine. I mean, <laughs> through, oh yeah, through the Acacia Field. I mean, obviously we haven't spoken. What uh, was the joke? Uh, Illuminati, but naughty as in like oh naughty. Oh Illuminati. 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 I hadn't. I like that. I appreciate that. I hadn't decided what to do with it yet. It was in my people time notes. Did he at least use? And it? he just tweeted that the other day, and I was like, "You fuck! You get everything. You're a billionaire. You're a weirdo." Or you could draw, like, triangles and eyes on your testicles, and that could be the Illuminati. 
God damn it! You stole the other joke. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> now I'm on, now I'm on your hit list. I only have two jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I just it, at night I just write Elon Musk and Ryan over and over again <laughs> with a tube of lipstick. Like I'll get you <laughs> all over your body. The uh, <laughs> the the end of the fun fact is that's like a thing they used to do to, to saints is they would cut pits of their fingers off or something as like a we'll that was venerate this weird. forever yeah I've, I've got another few fun facts of like there's an old nun whose whole fucking head is somewhere like preserved what why i don't know people really <laughs> I, just got people are nuts. <laughs> I got her head ah! <laughs> let's keep it this is awesome dude right. let's keep it forever i could just imagine like uh we're sorry to inform you that mother Teresa has died did you get a pinky of course i did of course <laughs> what are you talking about of course <laughs> Oh, I look like an idiot. Just, imagine if that was just a thing you did to revere bodies generally. Like, okay, children, daddy's died. Now <laughs> grab a cleaver and get one part. Wait, he's still alive. Just grab the cleaver. <laughs> it's too late. Maybe like Undertaker's charged by weight or something. Like, come on, oh. children. More now. <laughs> we can't afford a full coffin. <laughs> get, um, get the head just for good measure get the head. <laughs> that's gotta be heavy right I'm gonna put it on my bookcase I'll, I'll give you the eyebrow just for doing it it definitely won't be his dick that thing doesn't weigh anything so oh, <laughs> you can keep that dad you got burned to death look at your dumb face <laughs> burn <laughs> well uh, yeah so some of Galileo's supporters found that uh, cheeky maybe I like they were, it where they were like no we venerate him as a science saint so they cut his fingers off but they're around if you want to go look at them. I want to go look at his fingers. Go to Florence. Okay. Well, fuck. Well, today, guess who we're learning about in history? I do. I honestly do not know. Oh, okay. Tom Hanks. I'll tell you. No, Tom Hanks is alive. We never do like people. I know, but I'd like to hear about him. I, Me you know, too. I've had he a hard week. Guy. I just want something easy. I do like. <laughs> I, and his son, too. Orange County was perfect. Well, no, we are learning today about a man named John Dillinger. Oh, shit. You ever heard of him? Yeah, Johnny oh, Depp. Shit. No, yeah. not in my life, ever. Okay, well, so John Dillinger is... From Dillinger Escape Plan. What? Escape Plan? Yeah. Dillinger Escape Plan is a math metal core band. Listen to it. It's fun. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, do you want to... Me- I'll give you an impression. I don't want to... So it's pretty similar to all the other ones? you say, like, maths metal? Math core. So it's like... Two times two is four! Two times three is six! Yeah! What, six times seven? Oh! Hey, man. These are those, you know, like in high school, those metal, those metal kids who were, like, really good at it's physics. It's 42! <laughs> yeah, dude! And they're just, like, headbanging each other. Well, no, I'll, g- I'll give you a, a quick synopsis of John Dillinger, just so that way our, our folks across the pond and anyone else that's listening who doesn't know. Yeah, can... do you guys, honestly, have you not heard of the name? I'm just wondering if he's regionally... I'm, wasn't he a, gang- a, a gangster? He, yeah. Like, Rob plays a bank and shit? Yeah. Cool. So John Dillinger oh, is yay. known for as one of the most famous bank robbers yeah, in U.S. history, especially in the modern era outside of, like, you know, cowboy times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he started off small just robbing some grocery stores, and he moved into robbing <laughs> 24 different banks and then even uh, robbed uh, four different police stations. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck the police. Give me all your cops. <laughs> what? I just have, a, I just have like, a, an image of him, like, getting all, like, the... Uh, what do you call them? Like one one piece and two piece, or like one cent, two cents. And it's like I'm stealing the coppers from the coppers. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitches. How do you like that? You don't get the joke. You yeah, don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's layers, man. Okay. People are gonna get it in the future. 
I like that there's one cop that three days later is like, ah, yeah, I, I'm a copper. Ah, copper. <laughs> oh, I get man. it. I appreciate I get that. It. I'm not going to go okay. off it now. I was gonna... scared at the time of dying, but now looking back, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's pretty, he's, uh, hmm. Good job, John. I did piss myself because I was threatened for my life, but, you know, I, I do I do appreciate a good... Uh, good a joke's a joke. Yeah. You know? A joke when I see one, yeah. Control, I need to, uh, I need to report an absolute bants lord on the lease. <laughs> Bit of a pun slinger. 911, I've spotted an absolute legend. Absolute top, top lad. We've lost all the American listeners now. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know what's happening. It's gotten... <laughs> A little referential for my small mind. Yeah, what? <laughs> I understand the words, but uh, not together. Was that English? But yeah, so a uh, with John Dillinger, not only did he rob all those banks and uh, police stations, he was captured on two different occasions uh, and imprisoned, but he escaped both times, so that gives you a little bit more insight on him, as well as he kind of reaches like almost a celebrity-level status um, with the public, yeah. even though the FBI ends up naming him public enemy number one. Ooh. Which he was only the second person ever. The Al Capone was the first public en- enemy number one, by the way. That is a sexy title right there. Yeah, so... Public enemy. John's father was also named John, so he's John Jr., our subject, and his father being John Wilson Dillinger Sr., mm. which in people time we always hate. So uh, so John's father, John, he owned and worked at a grocery store and was considered to be very strict and harsh when it came to his parenting skills, including the fact of beating John and locking him away in his what house. What year are we in? John is, he was born in 1903. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, it's around the, the pretty much any time before 1986, you just beat your kids liberally. I think that was a yeah. thing. <laughs> John put it as saying his father was a strong believer in the parenting technique of spare the rod and spoil the child. Good times. So beat your kid and they'll become better. Although we're going to find out soon that that's not the case with with our John, with well, our subject. But he did excel in his chosen field. He did excel in his chosen That's field. That's true, he did. And Word and PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> beating children. Yeah. Okay. So John got beat, uh, it's presumed, and uh, locked away in his house sometimes. Whenever he did something bad, the father would... That's That was the punishment style. Yeah. It probably was that way, too, because um, John's mother died when he was, like, three or four years old. So uh, the really only person taking care of him was his dad and his older sister at the time. His dad ends up Oof. remarrying, has three more kids, so he's got some half-siblings. But, but this does sound nightmarish. Yeah. You know, it's 19, 19-0, but fuck, no one cares where you live, but fuck, no one cares. Yeah. Your dad just beats you, and your mom's dead, and you're just like a sad little stupid kid. And then, you're, and then your dad gets a new mommy who's not your real mommy, and then they have other kids, and you're like, what, I, what, I don't count? Yeah. And then your dad just beats you more. And then one day you're like, I'm going to kill all the police. <laughs> we figured it out. I don't, with basic psychology. Done. <laughs> so, yeah. So his mom died uh, at a young age. Early life, apparently John's father's choice in parenting style by beating him uh, for punishment uh, to prevent John from being a, a prick. Yeah. It uh, didn't work out so well because even early on, John's a bit of a prick. He, as a teenager, would often get into trouble with the law. He fought other kids. He uh, got into petty theft and and would get charged for it. And uh, apparently just like bullying other kids, like being in charge and control. So any chance he could, Mm. especially people his own age, he seemed to be kind of bossy and like, you do what I say. Violence runs downhill, John. Yeah, well, I got beat, so I'm going to send it your way afterwards. Yeah, we've talked about this on People Time. I got beat up in high school. You hung out with my little brother, so I beat on him, and then he beat on you. It was a chain. Yeah, so... The circle of life. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> really. <laughs> this podcast has broken the chain of violence. 
<laughs> if, you, if you think about so it. So I had to I had to come around to meet and hang out with you more, and then all of a sudden it all it all minused out. Yeah. Nice. I think it's good. Well, I think it actually ends the chain if if you kill my high school bully. <laughs> oh, I gotta. Yeah, that's right. I gotta return the favor now that I'm. That yeah. breaks the cycle. So don't stand up to your bullies. Stand up to your bullies, bullies, <laughs> and then you're good. Hey son, do you want to go play catch? Catch these hands. <laughs> going back with John, um, when he was 16 years old, he dropped out of school and he worked at various jobs. He, he couldn't seem to really keep a job for very long. He did all sorts of different things, including like machine work and shops, kind of shit like that. Yep. Um, he continued to get in trouble with the law by committing mostly petty crimes. So his father decided, hey, I got to get my son out of the uh, city. The city's corrupting my boy. Oh. Uh, it's not me punching him in the jaw. Typical story. So yep. they moved to a smaller town, uh, Mooresville, Indiana. That is buttfuck. No one cares. Yeah. And especially back then, it's a very small town. But despite being out of the city, But John's... if you live in a small town, nobody can hear your kid cry. And that's even better, yeah. Yeah. See, when you live in an apartment, those walls are thin. In Mooresville, no one can hear the children cry. That's what the town <laughs> sign says. says. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's really, what a great American story. <laughs> Middle America. <laughs> You Trump-supporting fucks. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, they moved to this small town, but it doesn't help. John still ends up committing petty crimes. He even joins up a small gang called the Dirty Dozen, which I don't know how that, what that means. That's just that's just a shitty batch of eggs I guess that you like bought. when you get stick 12 fingers in your butt. The Dirty Dozen? I don't know. I have achieved I watched that. a video online like that. I'm not proud of it, but I just want... Just want everyone to know. Achieve that. So that's pretty good. All achieved it. All twelve of your fingers. <laughs> well, you got uh, to have, well, some, help. have some help, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, well, ten of mine, but you know, from a friend in Norfolk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do I have to do this, Ryan? Just please, I'm trying to get a record. It's a. I have to break. So, the Tim, how many fingers did you, um, you know, have to dedicate to help that out? Um, well, I've 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 only got eleven fingers, so to get to the number twelve, I had to um, do something else. <laughs> it wasn't a finger. Was okay. It? It was my nose. No. <laughs> it was a kind of... <laughs> yeah. No foot stuff. I don't like... That's, that's weird. Anyway, I might have to go change into my banana hammock. All right, thanks. Fuck off, Tim. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes, going into John Dillinger in 1923, when John was about 20 years old, John decided to steal a car from a church parking lot. Sweet. I like this from a church parking lot. Just like... <laughs> look at these losers in there praying got your car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the meek ain't gonna inherit shit because i'll take it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and you can't chase me Stole now this car. I got your oh car. shit it's a hearse <laughs> oh, oh god oh there's someone in here oh fuck oh, gonna, oh, put that got a body i won't i'll just take the middle finger i could chop the parts <laughs> off <laughs> some museum will probably take it well, John, uh, he was caught and he was arrested by the police because uh, they were able to track him down. Was he just joyriding? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. He just wanted to go joyride around love the it. city because he was getting sick of the small town. I love the word joyriding. Like, if the police caught them, like, stealing a car, I just picture their face just with pure joy on their face. Just like, oh my God, it's the best day ever. It was nice. And they put, like, the blues and twos on. <laughs> Would you like to join? Yeah, I'm just going to go for another quick uh, pop around the block. Hmm? Maybe. Is this your car? No. But this is great. So joyful. He's so joyful. Come get, on. Get in the back of our car. Officer Handsome, get in. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Well, when you put it that You're way. You're going to enjoy it. 
The good news is that the people who owned the car decided not to charge John. However, John was still scared that he would get charged. And he also was doing some other petty crimes, and he thought he was going to get caught for those. So what he decided to do to avoid going to jail, possibly, was he joined the Navy. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I guess he thought that was a good way of being like, You can't pull me over if I'm in the sea. <laughs> yeah. There ain't, there ain't police of the ocean. You're not going to put me in jail. I'm, I'm in the military. Come on. I'm helping out. I'm going to go die for my country. I'm honorable, please. Just so the next time he steals a car, he can be like, yeah, but come on, I'm a Navy guy. Yeah. Hey. And they're like, all right, ah, you, they all right. Salute him and let him go. Yeah. I should join the Navy. So, yeah, so with John Dillinger uh, joining up the Navy, he was actually assigned to a battleship known as the USS Utah, which Woo! is interesting to us because we're from Utah. Oh, my God, this is so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, what's our chance here? That is so neat. Well, so he joins the USS Utah, and his job was to shovel coal into the ship's engine. And after a couple of months, he's like, yeah, fuck this shit. I don't like this. This is stupid. Yeah, that's so he, like, worst job. leaves his post. He's just, like, <laughs> without permission. He's just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And he does end up coming back. I'm going to take off. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But it's considered, like, you know, without leave. So when he, when he shows back up to his post, they throw him in the brig for 10 days. They're like, you can't do that. Yep. And, uh, What's the brig? The brig, yeah. So it's just like a room. It's military jail. Jail, yeah. It's like a oh, okay. like a cell almost. It's guarded, and they punish you by throwing you in there and being like, "This is where you are now for ten days." Put him in the brig. They gave him food and water, and uh, that was about it. Yeah, I uh, know, like uh, American films where they're like in the south or whatever, and they throw them in the hot box or whatever. Oh yeah, it's the same way that on a ship, like they don't say left or right. It's the starboard. Starboard or the other one. Put him in the jail. Yeah, they, they have to have a special fucking name for everything because they're out there. Because right. there's, oh. I love that they had to, they had to distinguish because there was like some idiot that was like, go left, and he was facing the other way, and he was like, okay, that's that's my left. <laughs> no, your left. Way. No, wait, my left or your left? Ship's left. Camera left. See, that's what they should do. Camera left. <laughs> the state's left or my left? Huh. <laughs> okay, so that's why there's starboard. So that's how we hit an iceberg, huh? Okay, the confusion of left and right. <laughs> See, they, they they left that out of the Titanic, didn't they? Yeah, that's what it was the cause. Like, go left. And you're like, okay. And you're like, no, you're going into it. Huh? You said left. This is left, jackass. Well, it's, it's, it's two guys who realize that they actually fun, like, stumble on a funny bit, and so they lean into it like, what do you mean? Left or your left? My left? <laughs> <laughs> and they're both laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Right. No, 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 Tess. It's fine. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't say anything. Shh, shh. Just go Turn, just turn hard left. Your left or my left? <laughs> Shut up! Don't do this again. Not again. No, no. It was funny the first time. This time we're in serious Another trouble. Another ice wave. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it! Two ice I think, I think the captain's going to notice. <laughs> this should be a comedy sketch, though. Like, if we make it out of this, let's go to SNL with this. <laughs> Dude, I think I think we got a really good thing going here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they make a movie out of this. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're dead looking at me like, this is not what we had in this mind when they made it. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was more of a comedy thing. This is weird, huh? This is weirdly, this is too... There's the, there's the families of the survivors that want to have some words with you. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> this is too dark. I was there. I was having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, so, um, because he's thrown into the brig for 10 days and doesn't like that, obviously, it went, like, the second he gets out and they hit land, he immediately goes AWOL. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, fuck this shit. So he uh, does get dishonorably discharged later on, but he just bounces from the Navy because wow. he didn't like the job and he didn't like get thrown in the brig. I think this is the first people time we've had where a member of the military is just like, yeah, 
Yeah, fuck this. Um, Usually they're like, yeah, I'm dead cool. Kill people. Yeah. But he's more of a fuck you, like, eh, I'm not. I don't like being told. I like telling other people what to do. I don't like being told what to do. You guys are dumb. I don't want to shovel stuff. You shovel it. This is lame. I thought I was going to kill a bunch of people. What the hell? What decade was this in? Like, was he was. Z- 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 was born in 1903. Yeah, so this is in like the early 1920s, like oh, 1921. Like so, so he missed. He missed World War One. Yeah. So he's bummed now. Like, ugh, there's nobody to kill. All the action. Yeah. I don't think he actually really cared to get into it. Matter of fact, I think it's funny that he was trying to avoid jail, so he joined the navy. And when he got into the navy, he went to jail. <laughs> he went to jail. <laughs> and then he got out, and he's like, ah, oh, okay, I'm not doing that. I think yeah. this says something about your character, John, that you need to like really think about. Yeah. We're going to learn more about that. So after John deserted in the Navy, he returned to Mooresville, Indiana, where he was originally living from just before that. And he met a young, hot 18-year-old girl named Beryl. Beryl. Beryl? Beryl. Are you saying Beryl? Beryl. That's B-E-R-Y-L. I don't oh know how to God, pronounce it. Oh, my God. That girl's so hot. What's your name? Beryl. 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 Okay, we can work with that, I think. What the hell? Beryl Ethel Hovius. All right. Can yeah. we just pretend your name's Susan? Yeah. Let me just give you something nice. But yeah, so he marries Burl, Burl. And, uh, in April of 1924. So Burl, this is a few. Uh, sounds like a, you know, husky lady. And she probably was. Get shit done type of, like my kind of lady. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. you, okay, I got, I got a whole thing here in my so head. So John's like 21 years old <laughs> when he get when he marries Burl. And uh, the two would live in a house on John's father's farm, which doesn't really prove to be very good because... They were trying to make an honest living, but John couldn't hold down a fucking job. Right. And so he started stealing some chickens from the neighboring farms and got caught. That's the type. And his father actually tried to talk to the neighbors and be like, hey, uh, just don't um, press charges. We're really sorry. He tried to talk him out of it. And then I'm sure even though he's 21 and married, he still took his son into the back room of the house and, you know, beat him, punched him in the jaw. Don't sell chickens, you idiot. So, um... Papa, I don't like working for money. I like stealing. Yeah. I'm gonna beat you with the chicken. <laughs> with the chicken? Yeah. No, Daddy, don't hit me with your cock. You know, the chick, the chicken. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. <clears throat> yeah. I do like... slaps him with his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daddy, no. With his knackers, Where's I the innuendo, say. Daddy? <laughs> knackers, as we say. Oh. He knocked him with his knackers. <laughs> Mac is in the cheek. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, with John, because of the struggle between him and his father not really getting along, pretty much because John's a jackass and John's father, I mean, he does care about him. He tries to keep him out of trouble, but there's nothing he can do about it. So, John decides that they're going to move away from his father and they go live with his wife's parents. Burl's parents. Which is funny because uh, the neighbors around said that he basically would just leave and not come back all night long, and then his wife would be wandering around the streets, like, looking for him and calling for him. Where's he at? Doing crimes, petty crimes. Just doing crimes? Stealing shit, yeah. So he's not at the at the bars with the ladies. He's just, he just can't not steal all the time. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I got, I got, <laughs> I got an itch. However, John does eventually get a job at an upholstery shop. And he even joins a baseball team. Things are starting to kind of look a little bit more honest. Things are looking better. However, on his baseball team, John meets a guy named Edgar Singleton, who would be John's first real partner in crime. Eddie decides that uh, he wants to rob a grocery store and he wants some help. So he, he talks. <laughs> so I, I'm not Eddie Singleton anymore. I'm Eddie Duoton. You and me together, man. Ju- Junior-ton. Duoton. 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 Duo. 
as opposed Chimo. to single, you know, du duo. It's like one and two. Is it the two? The two. Again, again, when you edit this, let me <laughs> sound really good. You sounded fine. I'm the one who's like, huh? What? <laughs> what do you say? So you're gonna make yourself sound smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Nice. That's a good pun. And I'm gonna put that part in there. Right there. See? Duel ten. Ah. <laughs> Mute that the, mute that joke that they did, and I'm just going to repeat it and make myself look funny. Perfect. The power of editing, man. You're a god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Eddie, Eddie talks John into robbing a grocery store. Like matter of fact, it's, it's supposedly said that John was actually trying to kind of straighten out. Yeah, this and is was sad. Like, nah, I don't think this is a good idea. I would imagine John's been spending the evenings with Burl. Burl. He goes to baseball practice. He's working a job. And whenever he walks past the gum at the gas station, he shakes a little bit like, don't do it, John. Don't. We're on a new life now. We got this. We're, We're turning a new leaf. I can, I can do this. And, and then, then Eddie's like, it's going to be so easy. The guy's old. We're going to go in there and rob him blind. Johnny's just shaking. No like, problem. Oh, no oh, one gets hurt. It. Oh, damn it. So Johnny agrees. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so John, the idea, the plan was, is that Eddie was going to be driving the getaway car. It was going to be parked out on the alleyway next to the store. Hmm. They purposely picked this store because it was an elderly grocer who owned it. Rude. And so they give John a gun and tell him to go in, rob the guy, and get out and they're not expecting anything different, really. However, when John goes in, yeah, the grocer fights back. He like he's like, "Fuck you! No, this is my store. You're gonna rob me? Fuck you!" So he grabs onto him. They kind of scuffle. I was in World War One, motherfucker. Yeah, seriously Fuck though. Fuck the fuck out of my store. And so uh, I was in the Civil War, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit, you are old. Oh, Might have been. <laughs> I voted. I voted for the slaves. <laughs> I wanted to keep them. <laughs> You're gonna be my slave, motherfucker. Oh God, get me out of here! Put you in the field. John's <laughs> like, I gotta run. He's like, give me your money before you go. Here you go. <laughs> it's just a reverse robbing. He just walks out of the parking lot all sad. sad. Like, I just got robbed. <laughs> by a con by a I had a gun. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to explain this, to Eddie. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave. So uh, John goes I did, in. I did bad today, Burl. And in the scuffle, the gun goes off. <laughs> I came back with less money. Trying to explain that to your wife. <laughs> and you got your ass kicked by an 80-year-old. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, during the scuffle, the gun goes off. Nobody gets shot. But John decides he's got to get out. He's like, I got to bail. And he runs out of this, the grocery store. And the car, the getaway car, yeah, it's gone. It's with, with Eddie's gone, too. He just took off. So he, Eddie heard gunshots. It's like, fuck this. This seems to be the case. Either Eddie got cold feet and left early, or he heard the gunshots and was like, nope. <laughs> Wow, this is really bottom of the barrel criminals here. Yeah, uh. yeah. And so Eddie, um, they they both get caught. The store owner even recognized John. He knew who he was. <laughs> He's like, "You're John." Yeah, like I know your family. You know, whatever. And so John gets caught. Eddie gets caught. However, Eddie has a lawyer, so he's kind of like in better shape. I, I didn't go in the store. I didn't have a weapon. I was just driving the getaway. I wasn't holding anybody up. So he gets sentenced to like two to four years. He only serves two of them. Um, John, however, doesn't have a lawyer, and he was the one who was trying to commit armed robbery. So, oh, John, he's trying to talk to his father and like, what should I do? And his dad's like, I think you should throw yourself at the mercy of the court, tell the truth, be honest, and and hope that they're lenient. And then they get advice from a local prosecutor who gives pretty shitty advice and just says like, plead guilty, and the courts will go lenient. The court does not go lenient. No, John, why would they? John takes the advice and he uh, he admits to everything. He's like, yeah, this is what I was trying to do. And the court's like. 10 to 20 years. And he's like, what? Huh? I thought you were going to go lenient. They're like, no. 
Now, why would we do that? You're dumb. Why, the, you were trying to rob somebody with a gun, so. That's the part of the movie where the, the camera zooms in on his, his huh? dumbified face, like, huh? What? It's kind of funny because this is where he becomes worse. Like, a lot of people in prison, you are around other people who are bad, and he yeah. met, like, four or five guys who taught him the art of robbery over the course of the next nine years that he's in prison. That's a long course. And it's kind of funny because my thought process nine was... Years. He successfully goes on to rob, like I said, 24 banks in his criminal career. And the advice he got was from people who had gotten caught. This is what you not, this is what not to do, friend. Yeah, apparently. So they, they I mean, they broke nine it down. Nine years as well. Sorry, nine years in like 1920 as well, without like all the like Ugh. reforms that would have happened in the 20th century. Right. That's fucking mental, man. Like, yeah. Nine years in something that like i imagine like the the uh, the guards would have just like openly beat them and like got nothing for it oh i'm sure he became quite bitter in jail <laughs> oh you don't say yeah he hated society and everybody else and his friends were his criminals who taught him how to rob banks and he swore that the second he got out he was going to be the meanest bastard anyone ever met which is me quoting him actually on watch the world burn i do imagine that that prison was um bad yeah i, I mean <laughs> What, you know, in my mind, in the time, you know, it's like white and black stripes and they are break, the ball br and chain. breaking rocks or something. Yeah, making big rocks into smaller rocks. That's your job now. No, they okay. actually had to do like kind of normal stuff that you would think today. Like they do laundry and do all the, uh, you know, fold up the, the clothes for the inmates and then they pass them out. And they'll <laughs> get a typical, to... That's typical, typical like male punishment, isn't it? You got, like, you've got to do the ironing and folding. Your do like, some cooking. <laughs> Get in the kitchen, you bitch. And you're like, no, no. You're making right, dinner You've got tonight. nine years. you got to empty the dishwasher. Not, no. This is 1920s. This isn't my job. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently John. I put my own clothes away. No. <laughs> and everyone else's. Well, John apparently figured it out because he was so good that not only would he meet his quota, but to kind of get a good standing with his inmates, he would help fill their quotas as well. So he was, a, he was quite the launderer. Yeah. <laughs> the launderer. <laughs> I get it, because it's a crime. It's also a, yeah, it's a money, it's also a money crime. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the kind of jokes I tell. <laughs> so, I like to do think, though, because his father did try to, like, lighten the sentence before he was taken into jail. He tried to talk to the judge and was like, please, my son. And then <laughs> <laughs> the judge was like, nope. I do love that, like, he's trying to be compassionate in your impression of his, my son. <laughs> <laughs> please, my son. I please. need to help him. And Go so. On, help. But the judge was like, no. And I still like to think that his father got one more clock on his jaw. He's like, okay, fine. You're going to jail. And by the way, <laughs> idiot. And then punches him in the jaw as they're taking him away. <laughs> no, daddy. Just a quick headbutt. Just fuck you. Okay. But a uh, quick fun fact about Edgar, who was released from prison two years after he was sentenced. Mm. And uh, Eddie did two years for Eddie, sitting in a car? Yeah. Wow. And, and leaving early. <laughs> he wasn't even there See, to like help him escape. That's bananas. <laughs> A decade after he was released, yeah, Eddie was killed by a train, a passing train, because he got drunk and passed it on the tracks. Oh, like the train. Oh, train. Fuck no. How did your friend die? Train. Train. No more questions. Um, <laughs> weird. I mean, I could imagine being was so... Was he a passenger on the train? <laughs> did, the, did the train and him have an argument? <laughs> did he try to rob the train? How did the train fare? Did the train have a black eye? Is the train in... Train was train fine. Jail. Train didn't notice. Oh, the train didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, train was... You know what? Trains are dicks. <laughs> like, I'm just staying on my track. I don't give a fuck what happens. Let me let me sort that motherfucker out. He's off the rails. That'd be a horrible <laughs> way to go, man. Especially if you, like, 
woke up in the middle of that if it didn't kill you instantly. Here's the oh. tracks and it just like mangled you and you're like, oh, oh God. Whoa. And nobody can hear you over the train who's just like, shut up. I got <laughs> Some black mirror shit. Though. I'm on my tracks, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so John was a sentence initially for assault and battery with intent to rob and a conspiracy to commit a felony, which is weird because I would have thought armed robbery was a felony, but maybe at this time it was not. <laughs> yeah, but the, again, <laughs> it's kind of day to day. the way they slap shit on you, like if you commit a felony, they can charge you with attempting to commit a felony, right? Not or really. conspiracy to commit a felony, and they just give you all three. I have said many times, and I'm not proud of it, I'm quite a diminutive sized dude. So if I, and I'm also a little bit of an asshole, so there is a chance I could end up in jail. And if I do, I will immediately become a gay white supremacist, like immediately. <laughs> because what am I going to, what am I going to stand up for myself? <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm just immediately going to be like. I believe in you. Yep. I think you could take them all on. Oh, fuck black people. That's right. Yeah. Fuck me around the ass. That's great. <laughs> just, yep. This is great. I just need to fit in so that. I can, like, sleep at night. So, while, while John is in prison for many years, his father com- uh, tried to campaign to have him released and obtained, like, 188 signatures on a petition. I'm a son out. And John was released a little bit later on. Wait, who signed the petition? The petition? I have no idea, but it's, it's hilarious. It's, like, only 188 people is all you need, apparently, to be like, get my son out, and here's 188 people that agree with me. And they're like, all right. Like, what? That's all. That's it? Yeah, Okay. He had at least another year, maybe even 10 more, depending on how his behavior was. They're like, nah, that's fine. You got 188 pe- people. What do you want me to do? My hands are tied. That's a crazy group of people. <laughs> I don't want 188 people coming here and being like, let them out. I don't, I don't have time to, to deal with that. Speak to 188 people. <laughs> Obviously, they put their signature down. They're willing to come to my office. Right. And I don't have time for that. So on May of 1933, after serving nine years, nine and a half years, really, um, at 30 years old, John is nine released half years. back into society. Yeah, he spends most of, most of his adult life in prison. That sucks. So uh, he comes back to society in a world which uh, isn't looking too good because we're in the U.S.'s uh, the Great Depression. So unemployment is extremely high right now. It's like 25%. Um, so when's this? Late, late 20s? Yeah, so we are actually in 1933. So this is so re- late, 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 yeah, early thirties. So this is after the so the Great Depression happened, and now we're like, well, the Great Depression is from nineteen twenty nine to nineteen thirty three. Ugh. So he's coming in. So he the was, end, end of it. He was in a shithole, released into a shithole. Yeah. That's so fun. he comes out. Jobs. Probably would have been better off in prison. <laughs> I know, right? As he's got a fucking roof. I guess I'll just go try to rob someone. He's got again. a bunch he of get, yeah. He gets food. He gets lots of gay sex. A job in prison. Yeah. Homeless rates There's were a, really high. No too. one had that in the Great Depression in America. Yeah. Might be better in prison, yeah. It probably was. You have, actually, you have a gay, no one, but you know, a gay lover and some bread. Yeah, you got a boyfriend. That's that's nice. Better than <laughs> fucking dealing with being poor in the Great Depression, man. Yeah, fuck that. Yep. So I mean, like I said, unemployment was like twenty five percent. It was super high. Homeless um, was pretty bad too. Ugh. A lot of people became homeless because the bankers were taking away people's homes and shit, as uh, they do. Yeah. Bankers are wankers. Yeah, stick it to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you had a job, the wages were shit. Uh, bankers were not liked. They're not well liked during this time I frame. I don't think they're particularly liked now. Things have changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. John's idea is like, I'm not going to go get a job because the, they pay shit and I might not even get one. So what he does instead is like, I'm going to go straight back to crime. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but I need to get my buddies out of jail because they taught me all this shit and they're now my comrades. Get my gang. Yeah, so first his idea is, <laughs> this is kind of cool. This is like a heist movie where there's like Smokey Joe and... One-eyed Hank, and then there's like one yeah. hot, hot lady. Baby-faced Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. I think 1920s, too, so they're like, ah, see? 
Yeah. Arr. Yeah. That's the only gangster thing I can do. Yeah. Get out of here, you mug. Yeah, that's a good one. That's all good. Right. I think we're all tapping into this here. Yeah. This is authentic. So uh, his whole plan is actually kind of funny. He's got some friends on the outside, some other criminal friends. And he talks to them, and he's like, here's what we're going to do. I'm gonna, we're going to smuggle some guns into my buddies who are still back in prison. Into my buddies? <laughs> and then they're going to escape. <laughs> but he's oh, oh. yeah so uh and this is going to take a little bit of a while um i don't know how he acquired the guns i can only assume they fell off the back of a truck if you know what i mean <laughs> i don't and, know i don't know boss i don't know why i have a black guy missing a box of guns so the guns are getting smuggled into the cells of his buddies but he, he can smuggle guns into, <laughs> into prison cake. yeah <laughs> yeah this massive gun-shaped cake it's like the guards are like let that through. Looks like a chocolate gatto. <laughs> Let that through. It was really That's nice. Fine. This one looks oddly like a grenade. Nah. It's probably not. Let it through. So while that's going on, because it's going to take some time to get it figured out, John's like, well, I'm not going to make some money anyway, so I'm going to go rob a bank. So him and a few criminal buddies that are on the outside with him, rob. it's John's first robbing, and he gets away with $10,000. He goes in the bank, robs the shit out of the place, Fuck makes bankers. the money, gets out. Yep. In fact, John will go on to rob four more banks in Indiana and Ohio for the next couple of months. Just and he has a gang up. of gang of dudes with him. Yeah, he's got some. So they're not a full crew, but enough to go rob places for sure. But they're not. It's not their full power yet. He's at Ocean's Four. Yeah, Ocean's <laughs> Four. Four out of eleven. Yes. Yeah, the rest are in prison. We're getting them out soon. Don't worry. So they're robbing the shit out of banks. They get, like I said, they get five banks actually within a few months, and the police start to catch up to him, and he gets captured and put back into prison but he's at a different prison because he's in a different state a couple days after he gets into prison the guns that he was trying to get worked out to be smuggled to his buddies they make it so oh. his buddies take the guns and they escape prison because they just hold up everybody the, the, yeah all right and they just stick their guns out of the cell and be like open my fucking cell and they go we don't have any guns in here right now okay so they open up the cell they just give guns. us sticks and cake <laughs> yeah. that's all we have in here in fact it feels like this prison thing could could work out better anyway <laughs> here's the door <laughs> well his buddies that he just helped escape by smuggling the guns in wanted to return the favor and be like oh well um john's now captured in a different prison let's go get him out of prison Woo! so they take a bunch of guns from the prison that they just left and they head towards john's prison and they try to first go in there and impersonate cops from indiana they're trying to pretend like Hey, we're here to grab John. We need to take him back over to the other prison because he did some crimes over there, and we're, so we need to extradite him. And, of course, the prison sheriff's like, okay, cool, can I see your paperwork? And they're like, yeah. No, my shirt says police on it. Don't, <laughs> don't you see that? Oh, right, here you go. Yeah. It says official. It's written in Biro. It's as official as we can get. No, oh, okay, go get him then. Yeah, sure, that's no problem. No, yeah. no he, he asked for their credentials, and uh, one of the gangsters uh, responds back by shooting him. And you know. I like to think he said something cool, like... <laughs> That's the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. show, show me your paperwork. Bam! There's my credentials. How do you like them? How do you like them credentials? Y'all want to know what my reply is? <laughs> ain't gonna be verbal. I like to think that one of the buddies was like, Nick, 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 Nick. Hey, boss, what is credentials? <laughs> He's all, shut up. Don't take any wooden nickels, you flower flusher. Now pass the giggle water and let's break Johnny out of here. <laughs> That's how I like to think how that whole went down. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? I, I enjoyed that far too much. I want you to you two to carry on. <laughs> I don't know if I know any other words that sound what's like that. What's <laughs> what's giggle water? It's liquor. Oh, ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Wow. That's a fun way to say that. Yeah. I'm know. always going to call liqueur 
giggle water now. I might go grab some giggle water myself. My uh, my brother, I, I caught my brother talking to my nephew, uh, which, you know, they do. They tend to do. I would hope. To the sons. I would hope. Um, <laughs> Occasionally. And uh, he was calling uh, alcohol fully down water. Fully <laughs> down water. I mean, That's good. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, there's an infinite number of things you can call liquor. Yeah. I call Fire it water. shit juice. Shit juice? Yeah, it makes me shit. But anyway, so John Dillinger. <laughs> so yeah, so his buddies break him out of prison. Um, they, you know, they shot the sheriff of the prison and they took the deputy. Did they shoot the deputy? Yeah, no, they didn't. They put him in a cell though. Oh wow! And his and the sheriff's wife, who was there. <laughs> that's for some a different reason. song altogether. Yeah, that's yeah. a different. I shot the sheriff. And then I locked up the and deputy. I put the deputy in his own separate cell. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess the deputy and like the sheriff's wife, who was there for some reason, I don't know why, they were put in a cell and they just had to watch the sheriff bleed out. I guess while they were like going to free John. Bummer. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dark. So now the whole John Dillinger gang is now outside of prison, and they are called the Dillinger Gang. Yeah, so there you go. They're buddy. all holding hands, being like, "Don't worry, be happy now." Yeah. Woo! Be happy now. Now they're like, let's go rob a bunch of banks for like just the shit out of all the banks, because that'll be fun. But we need more firepower before we do that. So before we go rob a bunch of banks, let's go rob a bunch of police stations, because <laughs> they have a bunch of guns. I think this really just exposes what the infrastructure of America was like. Like, you could just go in and out of a prison. Yeah. Just go in and out of a police station, in and out of a hey, bank. Hey, uh, guys, I'm going to take off. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be here for 10 years, but I'm going to go. They're like, see ya. My friend has a gun, so you better not. Close the door on the way out. We're not fucking heating up the outdoors or whatever. <laughs> Have a good weekend. <laughs> Rob a bank for me, Johnny. <laughs> just sitting there watching TV with his feet up. Oh, this Johnny Carson is just so... That's too far in the future still. He's in the 50s, I think. Who would be in the 30s? I don't think there were talk shows yet. Merv, Merv Griffin. Anyways, so yeah, they decided to go rob four different um, police stations, which the whole goal was just to get there. Like in a night? Uh, no, they they did it over a course of, of time. I think it was like within a couple of months. They just kind of went around back to back almost. Like they'd rob one place, go into hiding for a little bit, count their shit, and be like, what do we can do? We need more guns. Let's go rob another one. Okay. Yeah. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> right? Yeah. Apparently, just walked in and would just held uh, held up the police station like they would anywhere else. Just be like, drop your weapons, uh, get on the ground. Where's oh. all your shit? Give oh, it to no. us. I'm not trained for this. <laughs> Seriously, though. How do you hold up a police station? Surely <laughs> they don't. <laughs> especially in the American police, they I, all have guns. I think yeah. this is pre Already pointing at people this as they come in. Must be before how the police are now, where they just are like murder goons. Yeah. The, well, back you, then they're just like Robin Hood figures. Well, probably a lot of smaller places. So they go in and it's like there's two policemen that are there that day, and they're like, "All right, do you want to die? Okay, then just go ahead and drop your guns." I mean, I guess in a certain sense, you go to the middle of nowhere. Now you find a sheriff station. There's going to be like two guys in there. Yeah. If you have bigger guns, you know, I'm not saying as a as a people time listener that you should go rob a police <laughs> station, but I am saying it's you could probably do it. Yeah. You could probably pull it off. Yeah. I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, like the American listeners or like worldwide listeners know this, but like the British police don't carry guns. Yeah, we know that. And matter of they fact, they don't. Yeah. yeah, no, they have they have nightsticks. Minus like Northern Ireland, because Northern Ireland's its own little like. Oh, they, oh, I did not know that part. Stuff, but in the in well. the island of Britain, uh, yeah, we don't carry guns. I say we. Uh, the, the British police don't carry guns. They carry tasers, and they carry uh, like the nightstick things. But no, but I mean. Our gun crime is very, very low 
I know, yeah. Well, if you don't have guns. Well, it's weird how that works out. Strange, huh? Weird. We've had people, because I used to work at a place called Dick's Sporting Goods, which is a sporting shop. And in America, shooting guns is a sport, so we we sold guns there. We do it. And we'd have people come all the time who were visiting for whatever reason, like doing a tour of the U.S. and just vacationing and shit. They were from other countries, and when they would show up into our (laughs) shop... They would ask to hold the guns because it was so crazy to them. Never seen one, yeah. So, yeah, they would pass a rifle over to the person on the other side of the counter, and they'd look at it and be like, oh, and they'd take pictures with their buddies. Be like, oh, Do you know what, Ned? Gun. I, I have been uh, to America quite a lot. Yeah. And I was driving around America, uh, and I, was, I think I was driving in New Hampshire, uh, and I saw for the first time ever, and I think the only time ever, basically a shop that said a gun shop. I saw it. I... I literally slammed on my brakes (laughs) and I was like, we need to go in here. And at at the time I was dating an American girl. She was like, why? What the fuck? Why? And I was like, I've never seen this in my life. (laughs) I want to touch one. And I was like, yeah, basically, uh, well, I didn't actually touch one, but I was like, can can I take photographs? And they were like, well, yeah. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just went around and it was like handguns and it was like, like M4s and there was like, I don't know, I mean, besides all these fucking besides gun shops that we have just all around us. I mean, we also have pawn shops that just sell guns. So you can just walk into I, a pawn shop guns. and be like, "Can I take a look at that?" And they're like, "Yeah, here you go." And you'd be like, "Cool, I got any bolts for it?" And he's like, "Yeah," and they're in the back. And you're like, "Cool, can I buy this?" And <laughs> you have like, any hand ahead. grenades? <laughs> yeah, got any hand grenades? <laughs> <laughs> poppers. Yeah, <laughs> the, the weird poppers. thing is, like, where, where, like, <laughs> wedding dresses. <laughs> New Hampshire, New England. A lot of the the town names are very similar to like the town names in England because obviously. When uh, America yeah. was colonized, a lot of Yorks like, and the English people, and, so they just named it after the town. So right. we're like, oh, we're driving into a town that I know, and it's like this town gun shop. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, New Hampshire has gun shots, not Old Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Hampshire d- does Hampshire not. Hampshire does not. A nice place. <laughs> hey man, that's that's why I'm pro gun. I feel like they have Legoland in Hampshire it's everywhere, but I don't don't quote me on that. Never Other been. English people that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so when John and his gang rob these places, <laughs> oh no, you're good. Yeah, when John and his gang rob all these uh, police stations, I mean, they make out with like semi-automatic uh, machine guns, rifles, shotguns, yeah. tear gas, even, um, and bulletproof vests. So they get all sorts of bulletproof vest yeah so they just become better armed than the police by taking the police shit yeah now they have to go you have to go buy more if you want you know if you want to go up against us to match us and we'll come rob you again i don't care fuck yeah dude keep keep supplying us this is great man every time like when we did bugsy siegel i spent the whole time like man i should be in crime this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome well after what are we doing with this podcast we're building why are we researching why don't we why are we not just training <laughs> preparing <laughs> right I wouldn't probably be robbing any places, but if I wanted to pick a time frame, if I was to rob places, it'd probably be in the 20s and 30s. Seems pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah. So For uh, me, it'd just be before CCTV. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wear a mask and you're good. I mean, wear a mask now. I feel like now is actually the perfect time to rob a place because you have to go in with a mask on. You're like, well, this is just working in my favor. Everyone get down. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But then nobody would know who the like, criminal is. What did he is, look cause... like? I don't know. He had a mask on. <laughs> Everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. Like... What a responsible citizen. Well, that's very nice of him. At least we're not going to get COVID, probably. Yeah. He wanted to rob a Aww. place, but he didn't want to spread coronavirus. He's like, everyone down on the ground, six feet apart, please. I want to make sure you guys Everybody are Everybody okay. distance. Dis- <laughs> socially distance. 
I'm a robber, not a monster. <laughs> yeah, I just want money. God. That's all I'm here for. I'm trying to hurt anybody. Anyone who's showing symptoms, go towards the back. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me, for sure, but also everybody else as well, please. Anyone coughing can leave early. <laughs> yeah, uh, please leave your They're like, release some hostages. It's like, all right, who, that guy was coughing. You can go. You can <laughs> go. All right, release half the hostages. All the sickly-looking kids. Leave your watches. <laughs> So after they get all armed up between June 21st and June 30th, the, uh, the Dillinger gang robbed 12 different banks. So we're talking about just a couple of weeks. They went crazy robbing banks. Sweet. They robbed the shit out of everybody, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, which later on we'll find out is like the amount they robbed is around like $7 million in today's money. Fuck. Yeah, which may not seem like a whole lot, but we're how? also in the Great Depression. There's not a lot of money flowing around. No, right I now. mean, how big is this gang? A couple guys, four guys, five guys. Oh, he's got at least like eight or nine guys that are like in the gang, and then I think they have friends that are kind of like in and out, or at least That's roughly like. I don't know how much of the Great Depression in America was contributed to this gang. Actually, like, they might have got like out of this depression before this, but but they there was no money. Yeah, because they rubbed it all. Well, you're gonna you're gonna change inflation once it gets stolen because there's nothing for the banks to back up their assets, which means yeah, yeah. the 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 depression. Well, you gotta remember though, continue. this is also near the end of the depression, so I mean, it probably didn't affect it too much because like a year later, we kind of come out of the the Great Depression. It's kind of like Typhoid Mary, but in negative. It's like what could have happened if it weren't for this person? Yeah, Typhoid John. Typhoid John. You dick, wash your hands. No. <laughs> Wash your fucking hands, Dillinger. I was Dillinger. in prison. We didn't wash our hands. Fuck you. We we never washed our hands when we, we did were engaging. We did the dirty 12. In... Yeah, the we dirty just washed 12. our assholes, but that was Dur- just because of, uh, because of convenience. I want your hands dirty. Ew. Yes. <laughs> Get those 12 fingers in there. Get them in there. Well, uh, so John has actually came up with a lot of ideas, apparently, when it came to robbing banks, and he stated... He, he innovated. Yeah. <laughs> he stated that he actually really didn't want to get into... One, he didn't want to get into gunfights with the police, because that's dangerous for him as well, obviously. But he said in general he really didn't want to have anyone get hurt or murdered. He thought, like, yes, I'm robbing places, I understand that that's viewed as being bad, and I'm still going to do it, but he thought that murder was bad, so he tried to avoid it at all costs. And some of the ideas he came up with had to do with the hostages. In fact, one of the things that he said was, so on the outside of a cars, uh, they had this, like, running board. And that's kind of like the thing you can step on before you get into the yeah. car, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what he would do is after they robbed a bunch of banks, or robbed a bank, he would grab hostages and he would give them money and be like, stand on this running board while we drive away. Yeah. Just in case there's cops waiting for us. That I, way, they won't shoot a, at us. I need a human shield real quick, yeah. if you're cool with that. I was going to say, it sounds kind of like more like he's putting them at risk, but he knew the cops wouldn't shoot, and they wouldn't. It worked. So Good call. these people would take like 100 bucks that he would just give them and be like, just stand on here. We're going to drive away. If there's no cops, we'll let you down. You got a free yeah. ride. You were scared. But you got a thrill, and you got a great story. I'm not going to hurt you. Hey, you could tell people. It's fine. It's fun. Tell your grandkids, huh? Yeah. As long as they don't kill you. And people would do it, because he, he didn't necessarily make them. He'd give them money, and they'd be like, yeah, it wasn't forcing in my them. pocket, and I'll jump on this little thing what and go a, for a little ride. What a great commentary on today's policing. Like, that would not work. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> it wasn't black people that he got to stand on. Oh, of course not, because oh, no. the police were just open for it. <laughs> yeah, the police were like, they wouldn't even realize they were going for the robbers. They would just be like, black people, ah! they're shooting. <laughs> Are those blacks on a car? And then John oh, would get away, and they'd be like, destroyed. we got them, boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I laughed there, and I just want to point out, it's, I feel bad for laughing. No. This is a serious situation. Well, I say laughing because of how the, that's the scenario almost today, is that it's that fucking pathetic. It's the same then yeah. and as it is now. 
Yeah. Institutional racism is happening. So, yeah. And so, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sad. Uh, yeah. It's hilarious cause it's, cause it, because it's bad. What else yeah. are you going to do? Cry, but yeah. yeah. Laugh or cry is my option. So I don't know. We could become criminals. It seems like John's having fun. You know, John doesn't make it very far in life. We're going to find out. Oh. Anyways. So, yeah, that was John's idea. He, he used hostages in a lot of different ways, but he would also try to make sure that they were protected and then be like, the cops won't shoot at us. So, like, when we go to rob a bank, put hostages at the front in a line, and then we rob the place behind them, and that way the cops <laughs> won't come in shooting. And the cops knew that. They wouldn't They wouldn't do anything. And matter of fact, there was, like, a lot of reports where the cops were like, what can we do? We're not going to risk people's lives, so they're getting away. Yeah. And the cops look dumb, and he looks super smart. He does. I mean, it. it is, again, a, a very nice... Because uh, that wouldn't happen today. No. They would just kill those civilians. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Probably. They'd shoot the tires out and be like, it's in God's hands now. <laughs> right. And then the commi- the county commission would be like, you did what you had Here's to do. Here's a grenade. Pass it around. We've investigated ourselves, and we found ourselves not guilty of any wrongdoing. We feel that we there are ten people right. dead, police officers. Yeah, we know. They were standing in We've the way of, uh, of justice, so justice has been uh, accomplished now. I'm sorry that your grandmother is dead, <laughs> but I also feel that I did no wrongdoing. <laughs> we put them on uh, two weeks with paid vacation, basically, so <laughs> for their psychological damage. <laughs> right. So after robbing all these banks, John's um, face actually starts getting plastered all over the place um, because one, he's robbing banks, so the police are doing it, but he's actually getting put into like magazines and shit and it's weird there's this Fun. interesting scenario where he be- kind of becomes famous as like a heroic figure like bonnie and clyde side. yeah he's kind of compared more to Cl- uh, bonnie and clyde than he has like jesse james where jesse james is like yeah i'm just gonna shoot and kill everybody and rob places right yeah so yeah john i mean it, it's crazy because you got to think about the, the situation with the great depression nobody likes banks they think that they are the enemy, and they're they are. all dying. People are dying. They're going homeless. There's no jobs, all that shit. And then you have this guy who comes in and starts robbing banks, and they're like, yeah, the banks deserve this. Fuck them. Perfect. Look at this guy go. Look. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. It's Robin Hood all he, over again. It's basically the idea. Even though he never gave any of his money to anybody else, that's kind of how he's seen as Well, Robin it's the Hood. same as like uh, when we did William Wallace. He, he wasn't actually helping the poor. He was just right. fighting his oppressors, and they're like, you're, you're like Robin Hood. We just love this mythology to repeat itself over and over and over. That's what we like. Yeah. Well, and so it's cool because it, even certain companies start using him in their advertisements. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like one of them is there's an automotive company, uh, Hudson. Um, Our prices are so low, it's a crime. <laughs> no, they did better. They put when they buy this that, car because fuck the police. <laughs> dude, closer <laughs> to that. So when they learned that John Dillinger was driving one of their cars, um, the dealership put up a banner reading, Dillinger chooses the 1934 Hudson for his personal <laughs> use. And then later when John ended up uh, using a Ford to do a robbery, Ford took on the same thing Hudson did and was like, will they catch John Dillinger? Not until they get him out of a Ford V8. Being oh like, God. nobody can feel, catch him. Do you feel like getting away from life? <laughs> Why don't you get away in the same getaway car? As John Dillinger. <laughs> They'll never catch him. He's in one of our cars, so yeah, good luck, police officers, unless you guys get our car, too. New reinforced standing board. Stand near John. <laughs> stand by John. Stand for John. Stand up for the American adventure. Ford. Rob Banks. <laughs> hey, we think Robin Banks is cool. <laughs> buy our car. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so he's gaining a lot of popularity within the public, and it gets kind of weird. Some people do think he's doing bad, obviously, but because he's also not murdering people every single time he goes in to rob a bank, everyone's like, yeah, he's just robbing banks. No he's deal. just a poor guy. Whatever. Yeah. He's not he's hurting alone. anyone. He's just robbing banks, okay? <laughs> he's an artist. Yeah. You know? And we'll find that he's... he's doing that ironically. He's good looking, <laughs> too. Be. And charismatic, so he's like... Oh, his pictures. Like, he's kind of gorgeous looking. You can go look him up. It's a lot. So they're like, <laughs> oh, he's handsome. I would give him my Dude. money. Yeah. Can he be a calendar He guy? can rob my bank, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then he can finger me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, American listeners. Sort of different there. Right in the twat. <laughs> right in the twat? Yeah, that's how they say it. They say twat. They don't say twat. Twat? Yeah. Yeah, twat. They- we we've had this I've had this conversation with them before because twat to them sounds a little bit posh because like the glass of water yeah. in the twat. It's weird hearing ah. Americans say twat because I, I say they twat. Don't, you you guys don't say it like enough whereas like it's common here. It's like I oh, fuck off you twat. Yeah, you guys say it it's more like, a lot more. Yeah. Guys, huh. Well, I think we prefer that, twat, and it's like whoa. Yeah, we pull out twat. And you guys are, on special. I don't occasions. know if I can say this yeah. on the podcast or whatever. You can cut it, but you can say whatever <laughs> you, you want. Guys don't say cunt that much, whereas. It's common here. Oh, we say. I, I feel like I say a lot. I don't say it on the podcast very often, but cunt no, is, yeah, yeah. cunt's very offensive in America. Is, Even yeah. I don't cunt's, say it, and I'll cunt, say yeah. I say terrible things. My wife used <laughs> yeah. to hate when I said cunt, and then I I've convinced her oh, otherwise. Yeah, my girlfriend don't like it when I say <laughs> that uh, cunt. cunt like, yeah, it's common here, but in Scotland, it just means person. Whoa. So they're just like... That cunt oh, over that's there. Cunt. That's just, we're walking down the street there. He's just uh, counting his shopping bags. I don't know what that cunt's doing. But yeah, so John is... Uh, yeah, he's he's doing well. They're robbing banks, making money. He even has time in between to meet some young ladies. Montage. He starts a new relationship. Yeah. Like, Get down. Give us all your money. You fill the bag. Hot girl. We're not going to kill any of you. We're nice. Ding. As he smiles and gets his picture taken and it's put on a Ford advertisement later. We uh we could hold it, do this whole production. Yeah. Yeah. We should make a movie. Um yeah, he meets a young girl during his bank robbing scenes. Sweet. Named well, Evelyn. Wait, actually what happened? Frechette. To, what happened to Burl? Oh yeah, so I didn't really want to go into this I forgot to go into this detail. Yeah, I forgot about her. So when he went to prison, Beryl was just like, yeah, I'm not going to wait around for a shitty husband who just got in prison for, you know, good for, trying to rob a Burl. grocery store. Yeah. So she, after like a little bit of time of him being in prison, she divorced him. I forgot to bring that Be up. Be an independent woman. Burl. Burl? Yeah. But anyway, so he meets a girl named Evelyn Frechette. She sounds fun. Uh, say, that, say that again. Fresh. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to say Struggle it with it. Struggle with it. Evelyn <laughs> Freshetta. Freshetta. Evelyn Frechette? Who knows? Frechette. Sounds like some kind of cheese. I love cheese. it when you guys uh, Sounds like cheese. try and pronounce foreign names. You, you question it, everything. You're like, Freshette? Freshette? Evelyn? Freshette? Freshette? I'm going to go with Freshette for the whole podcast. I'm going to call her Evelyn. But I'm going to change it throughout. <laughs> yeah. Freshette. Good luck Freshette. keeping up with the story. Frasho. I'll forget. At some point, it'll be it'll be Evie Frofo. Evelyn Cheddar. Evelyn Cheddar. Even Sounds stuff. delicious. Yeah. What does that sound? It's uh, my wife cooking stuff and oh. leaving it in the microwave <laughs> so that it beeps on our podcast. <laughs> so um, this next part's a little bit uh, debated by historians. We'll get more about talking with Evelyn. She's basically aware that he's robbing banks and shit. She didn't care. She's all into it. Well, he's a celebrity. Do yeah. what you and gotta he's, do. And he's good got looking. money. He's money. Yeah. It's our Fuck perfect. yeah. So this next part... Um, 
is kind of debated. Nobody really knows for sure. So, so during one of the gang's bank robberies, they often would go in as a big group, but sometimes they'd split off and go and rob other banks or someone would go into hiding for a bit while others would go rob banks and they'd kind of swap back and forth. And this one, we don't know if John was actually there or not, and he claims he wasn't. The reason why is because a bank security guard had fired upon the gang members during one of their bank robberies. Not in my bank. And the uh, one of the gang members returned fire and shot and killed the bank guard. Yeah. And the police were trying to pin it on John, saying like, okay, now we've got him for murder. But John claims that he wasn't even there. And the problem is the only witness he had that said he wasn't was his own girlfriend. So no one could believe that. So there, nobody else in the gang is even being like, oh, yeah, it was me. No, yeah, nobody was going to admit to it. And there was witnesses at the bank robbery, but no one could confirm if John was there or not. So it's kind of up in the air. John, who supposedly would tell his father later on all the shit that he did and was very open about it, said to his father that he never killed anybody. And when his father brought up this specific guard, he's like, nope, it wasn't me. I wasn't even in the city at that point. Now, he could have been lying to his father on that one thing. And, you know, it's a lot bigger to murder someone than robbing a bank. So maybe he felt open to talk about other stuff but when it came to killing someone which he was against maybe he did but, and didn't want to talk about but he's it. also the face of the gang yeah so he's gonna kind of get blamed either way yeah pretty much so you might as well just slither your way out of it that's also the american way yeah just be like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but I, i'm i'm cool i'm innocent i mean the bank robbery uh, still went through fine enough for them getting the money and getting out but yeah someone died in, uh, in the process and this is kind of <laughs> like one of the few times that that happened don't be a bank guard Right? Jesus. Kind of more your fault. Make better life decisions. Right. What was he wearing? (laughs) A a uniform that said bank security guard. Damn. He's going to get shot. Yeah. Especially, you shot at us, sir. You shot first. (laughs) Sir. In fact, the guard uh, shot one of the members, but they were wearing one of the bulletproof vests, so they were fine. Yeah. Yep. I'm fine with all of this. (laughs) Yeah. So John John and his gang decide that they're going to try to lay low for a little bit now that everyone's kind of freaking out about this murder. And they go hide in a little town called Tucson, Arizona. T- Tucson? Mm-hmm. Tucson, Arizona, for Tucson. some California grass. Tucson. I was like, yeah, what, what's happening? Yeah, and so... Back. Get back to where you once belonged. Get back. It was pretty. Yeah. Uh, we're going to... we're gonna, the Beatles, mate. Oh, I was just going to do a let's play a game of does Jordan know what song we're playing? It's the Beatles, mate. Oh, okay. Do you, know what, do you know what song it was? Yeah, it's Tucson. Tucson? Tucson. Sifra. The clue was in the name. It was Get Back. <laughs> um. Yeah, I know a little bit of Beatles, but not a lot. I know their hits. Yeah, that's a hit. That's a pretty big song. I know their other hits. The ones that are not that one. Is that the one they did on the roof? On the roof. No, that was... Uh, Is that a video? That was Get Back, wasn't it? Um... It was for Get Back. Oh, you guys look so doofuses right now. You don't know? Jesus. I'm trying <laughs> to get the melody in my head. Thank you. All right. So when they go to Arizona, John and his gang is actually spotted by just the local police. Like, he's so famous that he's easily recognizable. Don't let me down. <laughs> That's what they sang on the roof. Oh. Damn it. So on January 25th of 1934, um, when John was about 31 years old, the Arizona local police there are able to just arrest him and his gang because they spot him and they are able to do it without like going into a gunfight or anything. They just spot him. They stake out where he's at and then they walk in and they well, arrest everybody. All the trouble they got in for killing a guard, they're probably like, ah, fuck. 
Yeah. Let's not let's not do this. And I think the cops kind of got the, the jump on them on this one, so they just showed up, and uh, luckily no one really resisted. The most anticlimactic arrest of all time. Yeah. So he's being held in the local jail, and hundreds of people actually come line up to see him. That's how famous he is, is people are like, I want to go see him. He's in jail? Let's go take a look at him. Fuck yeah. I mean, reporters come from all over the country to come interview him, and they put him on camera. He is extremely charming, uh, very charismatic. He's smiling. He's even like resting his arm on one of the police guards. He's like, hey, he's like the Ted Bundy what's of the up? day, right, <laughs> dude? It's weird watching him, and he's smiling and laughing. Like he doesn't seem to have a care in the world, even uh, though he's just been arrested. I've been here before. These coppers ain't got shit. This only helps like his approval with the public. They're all like, look at him though. Just, uh, uh, he just look at that guy. He's just so charming. Uh, yeah, I just want to grab his <laughs> this cheeks. This is temporary. <laughs> I'll answer any of your questions. I'll be out. Yeah, my yeah. gang will get me out. None of this matters to me. Yeah, it's actually funny because they... I'll do another nine. The police even found that he had paper, a paper on him that was like, it looked to appear to be um, escape plans to get out of jail. Already? <laughs> and so when they asked him about it, they're like demanded, like, what is this? This looks like it might be escape plans. So explain it to us. And he's just like, nah. It's a doodle. Nah. 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 You'll figure it out later. Don't worry. When it comes into play... The public loves him. Uh, you can see that footage, too. You can actually go YouTube it and see him where he's just kind of like laughing and joking around. <laughs> They're obviously not going to keep John here because he's wanted in other states. And so they want to fly him back to Indiana uh, where he's robbed banks and all sorts of shit. And mm. specifically to a prison called the Crown Point Jail, which the chief of police there boasted that John would not be able to escape this prison as it was escape proof. They and, all say that. And he had extra guards. He's like, there's no way. And John was like, challenge accepted. Yeah. So he did a, he did a whole Salt Bay thing. So this is what uh, happens, but there are different accounts on the details. Um, I'm going to tell the one that I think is the coolest mm. and I, I think might be the most accurate, but it's also the most fun. So either way, and I'll tell the other ones as well, but first one is the cool one which is so he's in jail um he's in prison now at this unescapable jail and sounds like a knack is in a breeze question i was like call it that. how would you escape this unescapable jail yeah well um, i would escape first of all <laughs> ryan so i'd suck everyone's <laughs> i'd suck everyone's dicks mm. that's just not part of it it's just something i would do <laughs> that's just what i would do that's my preparation i'm just trying to fit in okay just trying to fit in and then i would just leave <laughs> yeah just escape. So after, I mean, less than two months that he's in this jail, what he did was he took either possibly a table leg or uh, wood from a washboard, and he carved a gun shape out of it. Huh. And then he took shoe polish and blackened it up with that. And then he just held the next guard that came by as hostage. He said, hey, I got a gun. <laughs> oh. And you're going to let me out of here. And <laughs> And it worked. So, <laughs> so John, yeah, they open the cell up because they're afraid he's going to shoot them with his gun that is not real, but they don't know that. And then he holds that guy hostage and gets all the other guards to get into a cell and lock themselves in, including the guy he's now got hostage. He puts him in a cell as well. This is just pathetic. And then he goes and robs their armory, so he gets all their weapons. Real guns. And then to you know finish it all off, he sticks it all in the back of a police car, <laughs> and he drives away from the prison that's unescapable in their own police car. What the fuck? And takes off. <laughs> this is all that's like all the, happened. the bumbling yeah. idiocy. Yeah. <sighs> now sort the, of like an Ocean's Eleven is like you're good 
not only am I going to rob you, you're going to you're going to escort me out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other possibility is the details are slightly changed. There is a story that he didn't carve it out, but that one of his gang members on the outside carved it out, made it look really realistic, and then smuggled it in. If that was the case, I think they would just do an actual gun. Yeah, that makes no sense. So that that one didn't quite fly for me. And then the other one was that his own or his own lawyer in a undocumented or I guess un uh, he was in an interview that's apparently was not disclosed said mm. that one of the investigators of his case smuggled a gun into him and it was an actual gun um that one I also don't believe because the guard who was actually taken hostage said that it looked like a real gun obviously at first and then it was until afterwards that he got them all in the jail cell that he was waving it around and he was like oh shit that's not even a real gun it yeah, was what? a bit dinky I just can't believe that it's in any scenario a real gun because otherwise yeah. the fake gun story wouldn't have come up. Who would think of that? That's right. much. John himself scary. said he did it. He carved it out. The FBI thinks he carved it out. They have reports on it. And uh, the only real person that was saying that it wasn't a real gun, that they, they thought it was a real gun, was the prison um, sheriff because he probably didn't want to look like a jackass by being like, our unescapable prison and the guy got out with a fake gun. So, so there's why there's so many stories of what kind of the details change. But yeah, I, I'm on the, the side of believing he carved out his own gun. and It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's actually the only way that that story makes sense. Yeah, right? That's kind of how I felt too. And hilarious. And that's what the FBI said. I, I kind of been inclined that they, they have quite a lot of information on him. You can actually go see their webpage on him. It's weird. Public enemy number, well, two. But <laughs> number one, the second time after, uh, yeah. who was it? Capone? Al Capone, who was gone by this point. So he's, yeah, now the number one. Bonnie and Clyde are going around this time too. So actually I was looking at the dates. Bugsy Siegel's around too. There you go. This whole, the whole country is just crime. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? I love this time frame because the laws are kind of, they're, they're different than how they are today, especially when it comes to felonies and, and federal stuff. So everything he's done up to this point, including robbing banks, robbing, uh, police officers, you know, escaping jail. None of this is, the feds haven't gotten involved because he hasn't broken any federal laws, apparently, at this time. These are only state laws. However, yeah. when yeah, sure. he took the police car and drove it across straight lines, that was a federal offense. I think that might still be the case. Well, yeah, but I'm just, it's funny that robbing banks and shit over and over 24 times. We're like, the FBI are like, eh. Yeah, we don't care. Whatever. They were, they didn't have That's an eye on That's fucking Indiana's problem, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at aliens and shit. <laughs> John uh, escapes, obviously. Uh, he's now got the feds on him. So J. Edgar Hoover, big dumpy J. Edgar Hoover. Yep. I, I didn't realize he was like this early on. He's Lady Clothes Hoover. So he's the head of the FBI, which, by the way, it's not called the FBI at this point. It's just called the Bureau of Investigation. They don't put the federal in front of it until a couple of years from now during this time frame. There's a lot less sexy. So they're the BOI. Yeah. Yeah. Who has BO? I do. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh shit. But that so backfired. I'll call them FB. <laughs> I thought you were acting as as him. Jake well, Hoover. Everyone put the hands up except you. Except you. Put your hands down. You keep them down. And go over there. Get some money from here. I'm gonna call them the FBI because that's it's essentially the exact put, same. Put your shoes back on. It's awful. Brush your teeth. Fucking <laughs> goddamn! You're a criminal, not should, an animal. Just get out and have a shower. Jeez! <laughs> and that's how he escapes the second time. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go take a shower," and, and he just leaves. Just smells so bad that they kick you out. <laughs> get the, get out. He, he escaped, out! He escaped jail, but uh, it smells a lot better in here. My God, it's much better. <laughs> 
So now, yeah, so J. Edgar Hoover, at this time, the FBI, as I'm going to refer to them, it's this exact same organization, so it doesn't matter. The FBI is not doing well for their credentials. The American public do not trust them. They think they're stupid, they're incompetent, they're idiots. And J. Edgar Hoover is trying to find a way to turn this around so that way they don't look like jackasses the whole time. And his idea is, well, I'm going to start putting together these cases where I put on special agents for these high-end criminals and we're going to start breaking these guys down and getting them and putting them in jail and saving the public from them or whatever. Fuck yeah. And so John becomes like a really big like point in that. He's like, all right, we catch John, make him, uh, I'm going to make him public enemy number one and that makes the FBI look like we're public friend number one. We're here to come we're here to help. save you from him. We're public friend number one. Yeah. So they, of course, are like, he killed someone. He's stealing from you guys. He robs grocery stores. Like, he's not your friend. He's not a good guy. He's not heroic. And we're going to catch him. And we're going to save all but of you. But this is coming from Dumpy Hoover. Yeah. No one's going to buy that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this early on, he's still rather early in the FBI. So. Yeah, but I think, like I said, people have especially America, we've never trusted the feds and we've always thought that they were I idiots. I still don't, yeah. And I think the general perception now is that Hoover's a fucking weirdo and Dillinger's kind of cool. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go go Dillinger. Yeah. Fuck you, J. Edgar Hoover. Fuck the government. <laughs> go Dillinger. Apart from all the people he uh, well, took money off during the Depression who had bank accounts and that. Yeah. yeah we're, we're just going to glide over that. The FDIC didn't exist yet. <laughs> He does great. it. He does it in style, though. He's got some oh, cool. but he did it so cool. <laughs> I gotta let him get away He's, with it. You haven't seen the video yet, Ryan. My son he and is... daughter have died because of starvation, but you know it was in style. But, but he was so suave. Yeah. Over that. Did you see the video of him? Oh my god, he is gorgeous. Did you see the gun he carved out from a banana? And he tricked those idiots. It was debonair with the banana. Just. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so after escaping prison, John meets up with his girlfriend, Evelyn, whatever her last name is. Cheese face. Yeah, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. They find a place to hide for a bit, and during the time that they're hiding, they're actually like, we got we to go rob banks. That's all we do, all right? I don't care <laughs> if the feds are after me. I'm going to go rob some banks. Look, I don't have any other skills. So three days after he escapes. We get, we get 20K each time, but we spend that immediately. Really quickly. Like, oh. Man, on strippers? We piss it all away. Strippers, yeah. cars, stuff I don't need. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, three days after escaping prison and meeting up with his girlfriend, John goes and robs another bank. Three days after he <laughs> escaped. That's what he's got. And yeah. then a week later, he robs another one. So he's not stopping. What the fuck? I got, I got banks to rob, bitches. Look, I got a good skill. I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's what I do. It's the equivalent of like, uh, no, I've quit smoking. I don't really smoke. Just when I'm drunk? <laughs> yeah. You know, just I get one drunk more. Every Wednesday, the last Friday. one's always the best one. So and tr- Monday, I'm drunk every day after sex. <laughs> I'm gonna go rob a bank after sex. Lunchtime, yeah. you know. I only smoke when I'm pre-coital or post-coital. Right. I'm always pre-coital. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now John's already been famous, obviously, um, before the FBI ever got involved. But now that the FBI has uh, made him public enemy number one. Uh, it's hard for him to lay low. Everybody knows what he looks like. Everyone's on the lookout for him, especially police officers. It's almost got to be fun to get robbed by him as oh, yeah. a bank employee. Oh, that's I know kind of, you. Kind of fun, John. Yeah, no, take whatever you got. That's fine. Yeah, this hey, is fun. How's your day going? Is it? Uh, the police are coming yet? You know, you got time? I'll, I'll keep a lookout for you, buddy. Look, I gotta say, the newspaper <laughs> pictures. Robbed by John good. Dillinger. It's a pleasure. Could you sign can you, can my you, tits? Can you sign my tits? Can you just sign my uh, black eye that you've just given me, please? Oh, thank I you. Just want to say, I just want to share my wife. 
Oh my god. Can you write a note for my mom? She she loves you. So, uh, yeah, uh, John goes on to rob more banks, but now he's trying to stay a little bit lower because, well, he almost gets caught a couple times. I mean, the, the FBI keeps getting tips. They keep going and finding kind of where he's at, and then he escapes. And he kind of just does that over and over. There's a couple times where they even they're like, okay, he's in this building. Let's keep an eye out on him. And then they blow their cover somehow, and John's like, I'm out the window. Peace. And then they don't know where he goes. Because they're doofuses. Yeah. I'm a police officer. Here's kind of one of the stories where it's like that. John and his girlfriend, they kind of get a new gang going. They get a lot of like new recruits. Because a lot of the old gang is either in prison or getting killed and shit. So they start making up a whole new gang in Minnesota. And they're hiding out in this apartment. And the landlord recognizes John. And she calls the FBI to make a report. She's like, hey, I'm pretty sure this is Don Gillinger in this room. Come over and uh, get him. And I'll keep an eye on him for you. So they're like, cool. So two FBI agents end up going there to surveillance. Because they've been getting so many tips they don't know what to believe. So like, let's just go check out the building. We'll watch for people to come in and out. Nobody comes in and out for a day. John so, is smarter than you. It, it seems like he's always at the right place at the right time kind of a thing. Because a lot of people around him get caught. And he's like, oh, I was at the store getting some ice cream when everybody else got caught. Like, it's <laughs> shit like that. It's weird. Do but, you think that he was an FBI informant no. and they never wanted to admit that? I don't think so. Maybe that's why he got away with it. Maybe if there was like a second guy who was as wanted as he was. I don't think they ever got to him. That's a good point. Yeah. For their PR, it's better to just catch him. Yeah. But he's too smart. He's too sly. So, Ooh, he's so sly. He's slippery. Look, look at him. Look at him moonwalk away from me. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you're on the ground. <laughs> he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> you know it. Mm. So, so with John, with these two FBI agents, they surveillance the apartment. Nobody comes and goes. So the next day, they're like, let's just go knock on the door where he's at. Like, we'll just go knock on it and see if it's actually him or not. We haven't tried that before. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just go to ask him? Hey, are you John? Like, we're always tailing him. Let's just go to where he is and just be like, hey, can we arrest you? Yeah, so Please. they knock on his door. <laughs> I can't believe you asked. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'd never had a problem with this. You guys just never asked, honestly. Yeah, I'll come with you. <laughs> here, I'll put my hands up for the hand. I had, I had signs outside and everything. John Dillinger lives here. Just ask. And they're like, oh, boy, what do we do? Let's sit out here in a car until he leaves and yeah. lose him. <laughs> So uh, when they go to his door and knock on it, his girlfriend answers the door, and she only will crack it open a couple inches, right? And she says, like, oh, I'm I'm not dressed and whatever, trying to, like, figure out who's knocking on the door because nobody knows them except for their gang who yeah. know they're there. And, yeah, it's two well-dressed fucking FBI suit-wearing agent guys. Well, at the same time, a gang member happens to be coming to go to the apartment where John's living, and he sees them outside the door. So he starts talking to them. He's like, hey. I don't know why, but he asks them if one of their names is Johnson. And I'm wondering if it's some sort of code. Like, hey, is your name Johnson? And they hear that on the inside and go, uh, that means uh, we got fucking FBI agents. That's what they are. That's a good, that's a good way I to re- do it. I reckon they misheard it and they were like, do you have a big Johnson? Like, <laughs> why is Ronnie asking those G-men? Can I see your Johnson? Can I see? <laughs> Just walk up to two guys. I, I don't like, understand the code. Can Just I get see- your dick out. Okay? Hey, <laughs> penis. Let me see it. Give it to me. Penis in hand. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Give me your fucking dick. Right? Let, me, let, me, let me hold it. Check it out. Jesus. You're a state employee. Do what I say. Well, so like the FBI agents and this gang member are kind of going back and forth. They're both basically trying to figure each other out. So they're asking really weird questions. Like the FBI agent asks the gang member, he's like, well, who are you and what are you doing here? And he says, well, I'm a soap salesman. He's like, well, where are your samples then? And he's like, they're in my car. And so they're like going back and forth and they're both like, it's like tension kind of like, you well, don't wait, smell. Like a soap sale. 
<laughs> no, I don't use the product until I, I use it in the demonstration so you can see how clean I get. Mm-hmm. I have to be dirty first. You don't understand. God, you're not a salesman, are you? Who are you, by the way? Who are you, by yeah, the way? What are you doing here? <laughs> so they're kind of doing this like cat and mouse back and forth. And then the gang member just decides, like, you know what, fuck this. I'm pretty sure they're FBI agents. I'm just going to walk away and say, oh, have a good day. So he walks and starts going down towards the stairs to the lobby. And one of the agents starts following him because he's like, something's going on here with this guy. And the gang member realizes that he's being followed now, waits till he gets to the lobby, turns around, opens fire ah! on that. John, who is actually upstairs in the room, hears the gunfire, and he's got a, uh, like a Tommy gun. Fuck yeah. And he just turns it towards the door, thinking, like, there might be an FBI agent out there, and just starts blasting out his own door, like, they're not taking me and my troll dolls. And so there's a bunch of gunfights. Nobody dies, surprisingly. Um, but it gets crazy to the point where the two FBI agents, all they had was pistols. They unload all their guns um, so they don't have any more ammo, and they have to just bail. And then John's like, I got shot in the leg during all of that. I need to go to a doctor, and we need to like get away from here. So they take him to an underground doctor. Those shady guys who, like, during the day are veterinarians. They all look like they've been around too much formaldehyde. Yeah. And they, like, stretched out. They look mildly skin. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like... We're going to put you under. And you're like, when? And you're already falling asleep. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. Just lie down. I'm just going to tickle your toes quickly. And the last thing you hear is, I can get that kidney out without him knowing. And you're like, whoa, wait. (laughs) No. (laughs) The last thing they hear is, my fingers are early in. (laughs) Dirty dozen, you say? Hmm. (laughs) So so he gets his leg worked on and and he's fine. And he got shot, but it's no, it's not really an issue or anything. But he's all like, okay, this is a problem. The FBI are definitely sicking people on me. I need to do something yeah. about this. And his plan is that he wants to change his face. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, he wants to he get wants to take plastic his face surgery. Off. Take my face off. Yeah. So John goes, like, after multiple attempts of almost getting caught and having to, like, run away and shit. He's like, all right, I'm going to go see an underground black market fucking plastic surgeon. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. I believe. Knows face off? Is that what we're talking about? No. You're talking about the actual Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Oh. The actual Nicolas Cage. I went for the movie. I thought there was a reference <laughs> here. when Nicolas Cage actually got arrested. He was like, I need to change my face. I want to look like John Travolta. <laughs> God damn you, fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, okay, so anyways, John, yeah, he, he pays a guy $5,000. And after a lot of pain and healing everything up, he looks pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> well, what is plastic surgery this time? Yeah, not very good. But all that happened was John was like, well, I'm recognizable. I've got some moles on my face that are very distinguished. I changed your face and then I changed it back. <laughs> it's not what you, you wanted. You never said to not change it back. Ah, that'll be another $5,000. Yeah, we're trying to double the work. Again, so. yeah. Yeah. Now, they remove a couple moles. And I guess he had a scar that they kind of cleaned up that wasn't really that big of a deal. And then he got a really basic and mild facelift. So when he was done and he like unwrapped his face and was looking all these, like, I look exactly the same. Like, God this damn it. didn't help me to not look like me at all. So he does burn off his fingerprints using acid. Oh my God, dude. Which he stated was extremely painful. Don't do that. Yeah. Just wear gloves. So that's the best he you got out of that. You fucking weirdo, wear gloves. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, you spent five grand. You look the same. He's like, I got to do something. <laughs> I'm going to burn my fingers. This is perfect. I think John might be going crazy. 
Uh, well, I love that a uh, this is only a temporary thing if he wanted to continue robbing banks because the next time he saw his face, his new face, he would then was he gonna just get a That's plastic it. surgery every time if it did work after every robbery? After every robbery, he's gonna end up looking yeah like like uh, little Kim looks now. So John decides he wants to go hide in Chicago. I don't know really know why Chicago specifically. I think it's a big area, so he can, thinks he can kind of get lost in the mix. Yeah, big city. Yeah, and for a while also he's also a gangster city. So yeah, that's true. Should be able to kind of high crime. So he's hanging out with a, a couple different prostitutes. He's there's a brothel that he goes to because I'm not gonna go into a whole bunch of detail, but his current girlfriend got arrested. Oh, she Evelyn. Was, yeah, she was actually caught because someone tried to set up a meeting with him. As if they were not the FBI, but it totally was. And she, she, apparently it was her who actually was like, I don't know if we should trust this. I'll go in first. And then you wait out here. And she went in and got arrested. And Why would they home. even go? The first thing they said was, I'm not FBI. Oh, good. Hey, do you fancy a drink? And I think like, it was like. Well, they did say they're not FBI, so I'm going to trust And that. I am thirsty. I mean. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't find a lot of details on this, including what they even charged her with. Or if she was even just charged or just held while they were trying to hunt him down. Like, it was very vague when I was trying to find out exactly what happened in this scenario. It was just like, yeah, the, the meeting was set up to talk to John, and it was supposed to be. You know, related to either robbing banks or making some sort of underground deal, buying but weapons. But we're not FBI. And then when they showed up, she had a bad feeling. Was like, if I don't come back out, run. And so she went in. They arrested her and waited for John to come in. He obviously didn't. And then he ran off. You know what's so great? He's though, now hanging out with prostitutes. John, the uh, jailbreaker extraordinaire, yeah. leaves his girlfriend. She'll figure it out. In jail to hang out with hookers. Yes, yeah. She'll. I figured it out. As you She'll do. Figure it out. As you do. Yeah, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> you were in jail. <laughs> he actually really wanted to go break her out when she went to jail, but it was a couple of his buddies who convinced him not to, saying that he would get caught for sure because they were after him. Here's the thing, John. Uh, we love that you love Evelyn. She's a huge drag, <laughs> and uh, there's like hookers and stuff. She's kind of like the uh, how do I put this? So you know the Beatles? Yeah, right. You know John Lennon? Great guy, right? But. But Yoko mm, kind of broke up he everything. He had this weird wife. <laughs> so that's kind of you know, her. You know John Lennon. You know he took a. You, you know he took a bullet to the face. <laughs> you in a minute. Is that how you? Is that how you want to go, John? Huh? That, <laughs> okay then. Leave her you in know jail. All these references were saying to the Beatles. They haven't happened yet. It's gonna happen to you. But you're, okay? it's gonna make sense if later. If you had hindsight <laughs> in the future, backwards, yeah. you would know what I was talking about. Yeah. Keep up when it comes John. to 1980, John's it like, John's you'll like, turn around and go, ah, I know what you meant back then. What the like, fuck? 50 years ago. John John's brain no idea starts what's melting going on. and be like, oh, I don't get this. It's like, all right, <laughs> I'll sleep with the hookers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if you're forcing me to. I guess Can so. I have to? Okay. Okay. Fuck. I guess I'll fuck too. I feel like he was trying to explain quantum Can mechanics I to me. Two, two? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. So John is hanging out at this brothel, and there's a specific prostitute that he specifically likes hanging out with, um, but he hangs out with a couple of them, and one of them is named Anna uh, Campanus. Campanus? Com- Kornikova? Com- I like that her name has you the word it. cum in it, because <laughs> it literally spelled C-U-M-P-A-N-A-S. So. Cum penis. It's cum penis. Anna Campantis. <laughs> the anatomical name. 
So she's a Romanian immigrant who, unfortunately for her, was being threatened to be deported out of the U.S. by the government. So They're always doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing they do. So she was like, I want to stay in the U.S., and I know who John Dillinger is, who he hangs out with, where he's at. I maybe be able to make a deal with the FBI if I say, hey, I know where he is. Let me stay in the U.S. Don't Damn it, me. come penis! Yeah. And so Anna... Does all that. She calls the FBI. She says, this is the scenario. I can Snitches tell you. Snitches get their penis stitched up after we cut oh. it. Yeah. Look out. You don't want to get your penis stitched. You don't, I've heard, I would imagine. Probably. Um, so, uh, cum penis is about to tattle. Yeah. No, it's not good. She tells the FBI a bunch of information and is like, let's make a deal. And um, he likes to go to the movies. A lot, and I, I, I'm not sure if it's her who recommends it. It's probably the FBI, but they're like, yeah, give us his day-to-day routine because we keep fucking shit up whenever we go. We suck, so... To get him. He always escapes. So let's do it when he's just doing normal stuff. Rather than approaching him, like, where he lives and shit, what's he doing? And she's like, well, he likes to go to the movies, like, pretty often. It's like, perfect. Tell us the next time he's going to go to the movies, and then we are going to show up at the movie theater, and when he's coming out being like, everything's totally fine, I'm out and about, nothing's cool. I love movies. Then we can capture him. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll do that. Even that's a dumb plan. Yeah. D- whatever. I agree. It's the, it's the 30s. Think everyone's if just kind of like... you know he's going to the movies, just grab him when he comes into the parking lot. What yeah. the fuck? Like, why make why let him finish the movie? Oh. It makes no sense. Well, and I guess the FBI at this point... We don't, we don't want to disturb his uh, movie-going experience. Well, he, we, we're, and they also do let him finish the movie. It's not when he goes in, it's after he So one out. of the agents was a cinephile who's like... No, let's, this is a good let's film. let him finish it because I really would like to pick his brain about it. <laughs> what did you so think this about is this a Charlie scene? Chaplin film? You can't interrupt that. Yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Are you gonna kill Art? Okay, let him do it. He says, <laughs> is that what the FBI does? They kill Art? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. God, yeah. I didn't know I was part of a Nazi regime. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover's like, oh, let him finish the movie. Okay. Okay, well, let him finish. <laughs> so I guess the idea is that the FBI really doesn't want the local police to get involved. They want, one, they want all the glory. So that way they can be like, see, the FBI is the one who caught them. And I think they don't trust the local police of being smart enough to help them out. They'll just eh. help fuck it up more. So that might be also one of the reasons why they're not, like, super diving into it. Being like, they, they're trying to keep the local police, like, out. They don't even know that we're planning this. So you tell us when he's out and about, and then we come and we do the thing. And they give each other a whole bunch of instructions. They tell her, like, wear a red dress, um, which she's then known as the woman in red. This is like, wear a red dress so we know that you're the lady by John. And then uh-huh. light a cigarette if he's nearby. So when you see our man out and about, if you see us, because we're going to be out Ooh, and about. Some spy shit. Light up a cigarette and we'll be like, John's close by. So... John goes to the movie. He actually invites Anna. That's how she even knows that he's going to go to the movies because he takes his normal prostitute that he likes and then Anna's nearby and he ends up going over and like, hey, do you want to come with us? We're going to go to the movie. Yeah, everybody's got a favorite hooker and then like a second hooker. Yeah. Who's like foreign. It's fine. Wears red a lot. You're like, yeah, yeah, she can come. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll come. And she's able to just barely slip away to be able to go call the FBI and be like, it's tonight, it's tonight, he's going to go to this movie, to this movie theater, blah, 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 and mm. they're like, oh, okay, we're sending men, so they're scrambling, and uh, John heads into the movie theater, he goes and watches some crime drama movie, which is kind of funny. Of course. Yeah, and little does he know, 30 FBI agents are all out Oops. around the movie theater, basically waiting for him to come out. It's actually kind of funny because there were so many of them parking outside that the movie theater thought that those FBI agents were actually gangsters who were about ready to rob them, so they called the police on them <laughs> so even though they're trying to keep the police out the chicago police show up and the fbi is like no go, go 
Get out of here. This is a huge project. Are you a gang, though? No, no, shut up. Get out. Get the fuck out. What are you doing? But are you like You're going to ruin everything. Uh, are you here about John Dillinger? He's like, shh, 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 shut up. I heard he likes movies. Yeah. Is he Is he in there? Are we going to catch him? I want to be a part of this. <laughs> so they, I, hope he's an, uh, I heard he's a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty that's sure he I is. That's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, we're taking him in? We think oh. that's fun. Oh, let's let him go. He's just fun to have around. He's like a character. Yeah, he go, yeah I robbed another bank. Oh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Then we oh, look him. at him. He's goose-stepping again. Ooh, <laughs> so much fun. Hey, FBI, just get, get out of here, man. Let the guy live his life. Yeah, but I hear he fucks commies. Who doesn't fuck commies? Jagger Hoover. I mean, I, I know I do. Oh, yeah. Jagger Hoover doesn't fuck anybody, though, so. Yeah, he only fucks himself. Yeah. And his mother's corpse, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's where I'm at with it. So John is, yeah, he's in the theater. 30 uh, FBI agents are surrounding the theater waiting for him to come out. The movie ends, and he, uh, actually, Anna walks out first. So they spot her in the red dress. She spots them, and they're, like, there's 30 of them just kind of, like, all walking around, like, trying to act nonchalant. So she lights up a cigarette, and when she does so, that gives them the cue that, like, John's nearby. He's probably going to be coming out soon. And sure enough, John does, and he's got both his prostitutes on his arms and he's walking down the movie Tra-la-la-la. theater. He actually walks past an agent and kind of even glances over at him. And a lot of people think that he might've kind of realized at this point that something was up. Pew. And so the 30 agents start slowly closing in and surrounding him. He keeps on walking. And then all of a sudden Anna just drops off because that's what she was instructed to do is basically just fall back towards the FBI agents. And he continues walking and he looks back and he continues walking and then he starts booking it. So he realizes at the point, like, shit. And he starts reaching into his pocket to grab out a gun, and he gets shot. The FBI agents were already had their guns drawn, and the second he started running, he tried to get into an alley, and it didn't really work out, and they all fired on him. And, like, the killing shot was one that hit him in the back of the neck and ricocheted off his spine into his skull. So he was super deadsies. (laughs) Super dead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's how John uh, Dillinger died. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, the funny thing is, is they promised Anna that she was not going to be deported. However, she was still deported after this. Of course. Of course, yeah. Yes. That is funny. That, yeah. That it, is that's she's like, hilarious. Hilarious. Actually. And she was considered, some people will say that she was considered to be John's friend because he hung out with her a bunch. So he was betrayed by a friend that he knew. You fucking Judas. Go back to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Or wherever. Romania. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's either Puerto Rico or Romania, one of those. Aren't two. they right? They're right next to each other, right? <clears throat> Over in uh, <clears throat> uh, the thing. So there's a lot of weird things that kind of happen from this point on. One is that once he's dead, a lot of people start dipping handkerchiefs and shit in his blood. He was Ooh. so famous that people were like souvenir, and they'd be like wipe newspapers in his blood. And the then when- fucking FBI can't even clear a space. Yeah, from a two people. Two people actually got shot as well. Two innocent people. <laughs> the, the bullet ricochets hit two different women. Now that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to deal with everything, and people are screaming. And then when someone realizes, like, oh my god, that's John Dillinger who's dead on the ground, everyone starts like being like, it's John Dillinger, and they're like going up and looking at him. And then people start dipping their shit in his blood. Like it was even said that girls would dip their dresses in it. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. I don't know how humanity works. I don't get how this thing is. So, well, John, I mean, when he is taken to the morgue, thousands of people go to see him. It's weird. That is weird. Because he's that famous. I mean, how many celebrities are there? You know, yeah. people are bored. Yeah, I guess. God, you a bunch of fucking rubes. In the 30s, man. He was 31 years old when he died. 
and there's this weird conspiracy around him, which um, I don't believe, but it's it's so well known that I'm gonna have to bring it up, and you can make your own decision, I guess. But there's a conspiracy that John was not killed, not here, and not by the FBI ever. So the idea is that what really happened was a guy named Jimmy Lawrence, who was a lookalike of John and was like apparently used as a double for John, was who got killed. Whose ruse was this? John's. Ah. And the idea being that either a the FBI uh, didn't realize it and they were like we got John or B they realized it after the fact and then didn't want to look like idiots by saying not only did we shoot the wrong guy but we still don't have John and so they just claimed it was John the issue I have with this conspiracy is John robbed banks he couldn't stop it seemed <laughs> the guy escaped jail <laughs> and a, then a couple days later he's like let's go rob he had banks a compulsion so I think the whole thing with him being like well he didn't die I think he he would have pop he would have popped back up even if the FBI was like oh shit we got the wrong guy what happens if you pop back up? They would look even more dumb. Not so... if you officially got your face changed for once. Maybe, and that's possible. Well, so that's I mean that's the the story of John Dillinger. So I'm gonna I, uh, I'm gonna say my theory. Uh, he did live. He did get his face done, and he is currently Margaret Cho. Okay, we don't know. He could be J. Edgar Hoover. Oh my! So can you imagine God. him chasing himself as just a whole entire ruse of being like I'm gonna turn around the FBI. I'm going to create a character called John Dillinger. I'm going to be him. I'm going to rob banks, and everyone's going to love me, but I'm going to catch me But then, because I'm the best. Then when I go home, then I'll wear my mom's clothes. Of course. I mean, that's that's in the schedule twice. Yeah. And then you could suck it up. That's Hoover Bands. <laughs> and then we go after all the <laughs> damn fucking commies. <laughs> but something kind of interesting. I got a couple of quick fun facts for you. One of mine that I liked was that it's a very common theme on People Time that their names of our subjects are changed at some point so they often they are known as something that we as commonly known but they were actually born under a different name sometimes it's a huge difference sometimes it's slightly different in this case i think it's funny because most people will pronounce john dillinger dillinger however his family would call him dillinger dillinger and nobody calls him that so he didn't change his name. People. People changed his over name. Over time. It's reversed. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people do call him uh, when they pronounce his name Dillinger when really it was pronounced Dillinger. Uh, the last little bit I've got uh, is just that there are actually a couple different films for John Dillinger. Um, one of them, which is the more recent one in 2009 called Public Enemies, which was played by Johnny Depp, who played John Dillinger, as well as Christian Bell was in the movie playing an FBI agent hunting down John Dillinger. Huh. So the film isn't completely accurate. It does have a lot of truth, but of course it's Hollywood. So they took some liberties on their own. They entered in some of their own ideas and they kind of did some things out of order, like certain deaths of the gang members. But, but you, that's, you get pretty a pretty accurate. good idea for, yeah. yeah. If you want to go watch that as I, well. I remember that movie and the death scene seemed to line up pretty well with, yeah. as you described it. So good job for them. Yeah, was that's actually, very rarely the case. With the Johnny Depp version, there's, one thing that kind of really stood out as far as being not accurate, and that is that the movie does a lot of killing, uh, especially with John Dillinger's character. It seems like he's killing possibly dozens of oh. people, when really, at most, he might have killed one guy, and we're not even sure if he was even there to kill the guy or not. He's not a murder guy. But even if he did kill that guy, it's not anybody else. Yeah, I know, right? So at most, he would have killed one guy, out of him. not dozens like the movie portrays. There is another Dillinger movie <laughs> called Dillinger, and it was made in the 70s. And uh, this one's kind of considered to be a little more accurate as far as like the violence and stuff. It wasn't as glorified as Hollywood made it in the Johnny Depp version. So it's, I guess, more accurate that way. But less sexy. 
but less sexy, probably not as, as entertaining. Yeah. So, and that's all my fun facts I have for John Bill. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. We were very happy to have our guests on from Knackers in the Breeze. Again, we want yeah, to tell you to go check them out if you haven't. They're on all the regular streaming podcast platforms. Yeah. Make oh, sure my you God. Subscribe. Check it out. Holy fuck. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> but right now, this episode's over. Go check them out. Just yeah, what go, you, what go you st- take a peek. What are you still doing here? Stick it in just for a second. Just see how it feels. Yeah. And then stay for a while. Not for soak. Just the tip. Just, just see how it feels. Just the tip. Soak it. Soak it. They really are great. They're super fun. Even if you don't want to, just hear People's Time and Our podcast. Why not? It's been at least three or four, hasn't there? It's a lot of fun. And hey, maybe give both podcasts a review. Yeah, probably five stars. Even if you have a, a hypothetical question, like if you were John Dillinger in this situation, what would you do? Just send it into knackersinthebreeze at gmail.com. Yes. Or at speakpipe.com forward slash KITB voicemail. KITB. And we will answer it. 100% seriously, that is not guaranteed. Sorry. Send me dirty pictures. That's more what I'm into. You found the secret deleted audio from this episode. You know, I like to think in that movie, it's, it 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 uh, implies that he's lived like a thousands of times, thousands of years. How many times like do you think he thousands. just choked Ned Ryerson to death right there? <laughs> thousands, <laughs> just right there, thousands. Well, I mean, he gets the... if you watch the DVD extras, I mean, it's, it's constant. It's like three hours. Of it. I can watch that on a loop. Or you you probably don't want to get your your balls snipped either, do you, Ned? I mean, if you if you do get your balls snipped, then uh, Ned Ryerson will talk you through it. He can walk you through that. I'll hold your hand. Yeah, I'm too much. Of I'll a get coward. you insurance. Do so you have to lie down for a week afterwards? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quick for you, right? After you got your your snippy. Mm-hmm. It's like three days. Mm-hmm. No, four days. Did the it's like two weeks. Did the doctor call it a snippy? <laughs> snippy dee doo It's like, oh, it's much more your, fun. Uh, it fucking hurts, all right? Your snip. Oh. I was thinking, I was so much into a uh, Groundhog Day. I was like, what? When, did, when does that happen? When does that happen <laughs> when, to Ryan? <laughs> Bill, when did he get a vasectomy? Bill that Murray. Didn't come up. Bill Murray gives him a vasectomy I, a bunch of times. My brain. It went through the craziest of like, well, yeah, probably after thousands of years, Bill Murray's character probably would snip off his balls because fuck that guy, right? And then I was like, this is a really weird it's turn, a though. <laughs> Killed him so many different times. Uh, yes, I did get snipped, and uh, it was uh, awful. 
Um, other people have had pretty good experiences with it. It's obviously painful for at least a couple of days. I pretty felt good like experiences are like do it, do it again. I got <laughs> I got it reversed well, just so I can have it done again. It was great. Well, I had one buddy who got his, and he was like, "Next day I was fine," and I was like, "Whoa!" Because for me, it was like a week and a half to two weeks of just utter pain, and then after that was slowly getting better of it being like pretty painful, but much more mild than it was originally. Hmm. So I did not like it. No. Um, worth it, yeah, but in the end, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I, I like bringing it up because then I get to say that I'm the pullout king, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm at, you know, self rule. One of these days you're gonna get pregnant. That and sounds I'm like, like a you can't say that anymore. You can't. I'm the pullout king. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, so fucking That's so cool. fucking great. Yeah, I'm sofa king. Buy our couches. <laughs> Buy them. I've only come on some of them. <laughs> It's been all of them. No, it's, yeah. You know the stripes? No, that's all. They're not quite stripes. <laughs> Some of them, it's kind of a game. Like, can you figure out where I come on it? Because I hit uh, it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't turn the pillow over. You might, you might find it later, yeah. It's a trick question. I came on you. <laughs> it came in your purse when you were like... <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! That's what we do here. Where'd I I'm put, so fucking cool. Where did I put that gun Sounds at? like you're oh. in a sticky situation. Oh. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Come back again. <laughs> Sperm. Jared Grover doesn't fuck anybody, though, so. Yeah, he only fucks himself. Yeah. And his mother's corpse, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's where I'm at with it. Those are the I real mean, we FBI all, We all have. Tapes. Surely, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all, we've all been there. Come on. <laughs> Get weird about it. <laughs> So it's just an an initiation into adulthood. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Fucking Jagger Hoover's mom. <laughs> Take this, Jagger Hoover's mom. Feels like a thousand people have been in here before. <laughs> oh, mushy. All right. So uh, is yeah. It, is it worse if you call her Mrs. Hoover whilst you're doing it? Hmm. Yeah. It all feels pretty. Mrs. Bad. FBI. How do you like that? Ah, I like that. How do you like that? Female body inspector. I'm inspecting all of your body. Gotcha, bitch. Whatever's <laughs> left of it, anyway. If you were alive, you'd be laughing at this pun. It's hilarious. <laughs> you laugh right now in the underworld. And then he grabs her jaw and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I am having fun having sex with you. This is getting dark. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. FBI. You'd be laughing at this rape if you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you would think I was huge and awesome and really good at this. I'm so good at sex. You would think so if you were alive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You would say it. You'd say it a lot. You wouldn't be asking if it's in or not. Here, I'll say it for you. Man, you're so big. This I know. Is so great. Somebody else walks in right here and you're like, ah, oh, hey. Damn it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that was her saying that, not me. I was. I don't really know where to start with what you're seeing. <laughs> But do you know, like Jagger Hoover? <laughs> let's start. Let's start there. You know, you know, you've gone too far when Mr. Jo- Mr. Mojo goes. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> don't even what know what to say. Begin. Oh God, yeah. that's oh. too far. That's too far, man. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's just the right amount. <laughs> and that's what she said. Bam. <laughs>